0: Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me, as always, is my good buddy.
1: This is Ryan.
0: And this is episode number 12, and we are wrapping up Final Fantasy VIII. Not too much news in the week, so let's just jump right into it, man. I believe uh, last time we left off, we had just defeated the sorceress in Galabadia Garden, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think it was. it was either there or I was just a little bit past that. I think I was coming up on having to go find the seed ship. That's right. That's right. That's right. So
0: basically, after okay, so after all this happens, and Ultimacia has now left Adia, so Adia is back to being her normal self, which everyone calls the Matron, which you know at this point. Yeah. And she, uh, you have to go and find her at her house she directs you to go find this seed ship and she gives you these uh i guess it's, i think it's a letter and i think she gives you an item too but the letter is basically that once you get on the seed ship you can present this to them and mm-hmm. they will know that you're actually serious and not just there for whatever cuz you're going to try to find alone because at this point Renoa is unconscious squall can't figure out what the fuck's wrong with her and he thinks that alone can go back in time so he can watch and see what happens to her Yeah. You head back to Balam garden and you head to the infirmary. And once you're in the infirmary, you uh, sit down and Squall kind of starts talking to Renoa as she's laying there. And he's basically, basically confesses his love that he realizes that he's in love with her.
1: Yeah. Squall finally realizing emotions are a normal thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. He, uh, He's been, he's been a pretty tough cookie this entire game. You know, yeah, it's,
1: no, it was, it's a pretty long character build for him, story build for him, like just being a monotonous emo kid all the way through until <laughs> this point. Like. Yeah.
0: He uh, he starts to hear this really high-pitched noise, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, not now. Yeah. <laughs> it just face plants into the bed.
1: A, God damn it.
0: <laughs> and you take over as Laguna, and it shows you this little cutscene with Elona's little girl and he's hugging her because he is going off for some reason or not. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That comes later. Um, This is the cutscene where it shows Laguna and Kuros and they're on that set. And the director comes running up to them and is like, hey, guys, uh, Kuros, we need you to go get into costume and be ready for the battle. Uh, Laguna, which Laguna is all dressed up like a knight and he's got a sword. Stuff And they're like, uh, we need you to get into place and we'll be ready to shoot this thing. So, apparently, they are trying to shoot a movie to make some side cash. And the you start... Like, the screen does this rumble and you hear this roar type. Yeah. And then this big-ass fucking dragon starts walking down the cliff. And the director's like, man, Kiros, that costume looks amazing!
1: Yeah. I always loved this part of the game. Just the <laughs> random, like, let's shoot a movie with these characters. <laughs> like... So strange. (laughs) Yeah, in in typical Japanese style, it's like a kaiju movie, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course.
0: (laughs) So it goes into this little like mini-game where you can attack or defend, and there's the dragon's HP and your HP. And in my experience, dude, mash attack. Do not give that dragon a chance to do shit because defending doesn't work, and he's going to fuck you up. But if he does hit you, (laughs) uh, Laguna's like, Kiros, damn, man, not so hard. We're just acting. So this little mini-game completes, and Laguna kind of backs up a little bit, and Kuros shows... or the dragon jumps away, and Kuros kind of shows up. And you guys are like, uh, That that wasn't you? Kuros is like, No, that wasn't me. So you realize Kiros that's a... R- like, I was in the bathroom the whole time. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? So you guys have to go... And actually, this time, you it's an actual fight, and that's where you yeah. fight the ruby dragon.
1: Yep. And this dragon... There's a little little hidden things about this dragon that you can do is um which which one is it tonberry that gets the level up level down feature yeah yeah Yeah. you can if you hit the ruby dragon with the level ups high enough you can start pulling some decent magic from him on draw you can get like meteor and shit from him really but don't forget to drop those levels back down unless you want a shit ton of experience points
0: yes give me all the experience and then
1: to avoid getting hit for brutal damage because you're raising the levels of the dragons, the ruby dragon is very susceptible to sleep. So just knock his ass out, draw, 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 pop those levels back down.
0: That's a good fucking that. idea. Yeah. I never like I never thought about doing it. I never use level up and level down. I yeah, should. I,
1: yeah. I, if I forget to keep my levels low and I end up jacking up my, my squaw level getting them high in level i always use the level down because the whole game the monsters scale to your level and if you don't want a tough fight hit them with that level down hit them with that level down like
0: yeah uh, don't don't be like me and finish the game at level 100 because then everything is going to kick your ass
1: that is like the opposite of what you want to do with this game (laughs) it really is
0: it really is and it's like it's ingrained in me to grind in jrpgs so even this one that i know i'm not supposed to i'm like Oh, let's go hit the islands of heaven and hell and yeah. get everybody to you level seventy-five at least.
1: You end up level.
0: Uh, and I just end yeah. up. Squall's one hundred. Zell's level eighty-eight. Everybody else is like level seventy. I think I finished at like
1: level thirty-two. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I, I I use that card. I use that card and just. Even though I have like multiples and duplicates of all the cards, because I just use it all the time to avoid experience points, yeah. I I mod those cards into lower level magics and shit. Like,
0: well, I'll I'll admit that I had a little bit of help because I put on the times three speed, and then uh, for those on video, this controller that I have, yeah, this button right here is a turbo button, and I activated that on A. <laughs> And I would just run around, and it would go into a battle, and it would just attack, 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 and it would just do it for me. So I was watching WWE Raw like from like 2000, and I was just making my characters run around, and then they would win, and then I'd make them run around, and they'd win, and I'd heal them, and they'd run around. So I watched like two episodes of Raw while doing that, so I racked up so much experience just fucking around.
1: You, sh- you should have went, t- you should have did that on Catlar Island to get all that AP instead of the experience.
0: I-, I had already done that on uh disc two. Yeah. Once, once you got Balaam garden. Um, yeah. I think we, I think we mentioned it. there's like but one, one more up, section. You
1: pick up more GFs after that though. You should have went and fucking powered all them up. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I did. Don't get me wrong. Like, um, when I got Bahamut, I, I hit there yeah. and did a couple of his things to get mug cause I wanted mug on two different people. Yeah. And then uh, after that, I didn't really worry about Cactar Island anymore. Once I got Eden, I was pretty much at the end of the game, so I didn't really worry about leveling Eden up much.
1: Yeah, once you get get Eden, the only thing left to do is go finish the game. Pretty much, unless you haven't done Odin or anything like that yet. Yeah.
0: Which there are some people who say that you should wait and get Odin until after that fight with Cypher, where normally Odin dies. Because people say that Odin is a guaranteed kill when he pops up. Gilgamesh is not always a guaranteed kill.
1: Odin has a pretty high... Has, it, he's not like... It's that is it's powerful. He's more likely to come out towards the end of a battle when your opponent is low HP than he is to hit for high damage. So well, he that's That's Gil- Gilgamesh. Odin does the same thing.
0: I've only ever had Odin pop at the beginning
1: of a battle. Oh, no. That, really? was like the opposite for me. Odin always shows huh. up at the end for me.
0: Interesting. No, like most of mine, like I would go into a battle and it would show my characters and then they would just disappear. And then it would show Odin and it, but then it would show the enemies in half. And I'm like, all right, easy experience. So after you beat the Ruby Trap and Dragon, you wake back up as Squall. And you... Yeah, this is where you have to go find the uh, the white seed ship. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, you go and find the white seed ship, and it is hidden. It is well hidden. Um, Adia kind of gives you vague area where it's at, like where they like yeah. to hide. But other than that, it's uh, it's a pain in the ass to find. In fact, during this playthrough, I uh, got lost and couldn't find it. I've, I've played this game a hundred times up to the Ultimasis Castle, yeah. but I could not remember where the fuck it was at
1: yeah but it's 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 a bitch like especially if you don't really pay attention when you're playing it for the first couple of times and really doing it i can find it with my eyes closed now like i've played (laughs) this game so many times like this this playthrough with every time i did get the chance to sit down and play was essentially like a speed run for me let's like with the the times three feature on the, the remaster and it's like, all right, how fast can I get through this game?
0: Oh yeah, that that times three feature was so nice. Oh my god! Yeah,
1: I mean, if you're playing, if you're gonna pick up this game for the first time ever, don't use that feature. Actually, play the game. Like, go through it as it's meant to be, because Absolutely. there's some good story. Like. I know the storyline. I skip the dialogue. I skip the dialogue on most of the games I play anyway. Fuck, just give me the gameplay. Like, um,
0: one of the, one of the ways that I can actually recommend if you just if you just want to experience the story in this game is another uh, one of the things from the the version that's out now, the remaster, is you can click both of your thumbsticks at one time and it turns off random encounters. And there's only a couple different places on the map where you will still encounter random encounters like, uh, mm-hmm. on, on the way down to Ultima weapon at the bottom of the yeah. deep research deep sea research facility. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like when you're running around in the overworld and stuff, if you click those two things, no enemies. So you can just run around and experience the story for the most part. That's pretty cool. To.
1: Cause you can do that with, uh, Diablos too. I think it's Diablos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He gets yeah. the encounter half and encounter none. Yeah. But this just makes it where you don't have to take up an ability slot to use it, you know? Yeah. Which is nice. I know I I used to use Encounter Half all the time because I still wanted some experience, but my goodness did some of those places feel like every three steps was a battle.
1: (laughs) Oh, experience bad. (laughs) Um, This, This game now, having played so many games since it's been out and everything like that, it, it still blows my mind that this game is, like, the only game that does not want you to actually gain experience. It is counter to, like, pretty much every RPG-style game out there where you want to grind and beef up your character to max out your stats and shit. This game is like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like,
0: well, yeah, and, and another thing it took, a like, a departure from is that this game, you don't get armor. Like, you yep. don't have armor to upgrade. You don't have... Uh, Much of anything, other than just junctioning and upgrading your weapons. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so once you find the White Seed ship, uh, you guys hop on, and they're like, "What are you here for?" And they're like, "Hey, uh, we're here. We need to see Ellen or Alone. I don't know how to say her name. (laughs) Elone.
1: Some, some yeah,
0: yeah, whatever." Um, And they, they are like, "Oh, well, in that case, fuck off." (laughs) <laughs> and then they just walk away and kind of leave you guys there like, well, what just happened here? So you guys kind of wander around the ship and you find Zone and Watts. And you can talk to them and let them know what's going on with Renoa. And is it Zone? Yeah, I think it's Zone. Flips out on you. Like, you were supposed to protect her. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. It's Zone with the the, the stomach problems, right? Yeah, my yeah, stomach.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah, it's him. He flips out and yells at you, and you're like, motherfucker, I, that's why I'm here, is to try to save her. Get off my fucking dick. And he's like, ah, my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> he runs off. So you can run over to Watts, and at this point, um, you have a choice. Uh, You can either keep the Girl Next Door magazine that you found earlier in the game, or you can trade it to Watts for free, and he will give you a Shiva card mm-hmm. in exchange for it kinda of up to you. Um you can get that Shiva card elsewhere. If you is did. it
1: Watts or is it Zone? I think it's Watts. I think, Watts. I think it, it You might, might be right. Uh it has been a couple days since I did it.
0: Yeah me too. I've I've slept a bunch since then. <laughs> well actually not really but that's besides the point. Uh so you make your way to talk to the captain and you show him the letter and he reads it and he's like Well this is matron's or this is Adia's handwriting. This is her signature. All right. You guys seem legit. Um, Alone's not here. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean Dave's not here, man? He's like, yeah, she, <laughs> she, she's not here. Uh, and we Esther... need to go
1: through all these standard security protocols. I need to, to verify your, your name, your social security number, your current employer, your last five previous addresses, <laughs> your blood type, your mother's maiden name. By the way, she's not here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. And you're like, all right, well, what the fuck happened? And he's like, well, an s ship showed up. And she just willingly kind of got on there with him. And you're like, what? You, you just let it? You just let her happen? What? And she was like, she told us to trust him. So I was like, whatever. So I would go check, you know, wherever es- Esther was at. So... This prompts you to go to Fisherman's Horizon, because those were people who were um, not exiled, but they chose to leave Esther yeah. to start their own thing, as explained, you know, when you were there. So you head there, and you're carrying Renoa on your back, and you're walking, and Squall's kind of having this dialogue about like, you know, oh, I, I can't wait for you to wake up things are gonna go back to normal we're gonna beat the sorceress we're gonna do this yada 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 and then he sits her down and he sits down and he's looking out at the sunset and he's like what like what if i can't do this what if i'm just <laughs> a piece of, what if i'm just a piece of shit yeah what 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 if i fail and the whole world it's destroyed oh all this weight on my shoulders uh <laughs> it's
1: like it's like what he's wanted though but...
0: yeah yeah pretty much so he's like no i have to do it for Renault. so he gets up and he over and you click on her and he picks her back up and you keep walking because S, or Fisherman's Horizon is like attached to this long fucking bridge and you're basically just walking down that and eventually you get to like this little train station and your group catches up with you to which Adia is with them and then she's like yeah I'm gonna come help so at this point you could put her in your party if you'd like I never used her but she was there for a little
1: bit yeah I, I never really used her much either but like majority of the game I I was running around with Quistus and Selfie.
0: Solid team. Yeah. So basically you guys just keep walking and keep walking and keep walking. And then you come across, uh, that's where you come up on the Salt Lake, I think. The Great Salt Lake.
1: Yeah, the Great Salt Lake.
0: And you hit this button and like this wavy thing happens. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. On your way there that's where you run into the abaddon or abaddon abaddon whatever it's called and uh abaddon abaddon something i know there's there's
1: no like there's nowhere to actually get the pronunciations for these nope
0: no voice acting
1: (laughs) no no voice acting and like no confirmation from like the the creators or anything too it's like big debate on uh, like even seed is it seed is it cd is it Abaddon? Is it Abaddon? Is it a lone A? Is it a lone? Like, there, there's no confirmation on. Is it squ- for is this squall? Case. Is
0: it squall?
1: It's squall. Squall.
0: Squall Jackson.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So Abaddon, Abaddon. Yeah. Mister A is undead. So I wasted no time with hitting that motherfucker with a phoenix down. Moving on with my goddamn life. Yeah like just took care of yeah
1: it. just any any undead just hit him with that way easier because the undead the undead creatures can give you a little they they can be a little bit of a challenge they oh yeah I do. You with all the different status effects and everything like that but... especially
0: you run into one that can like hit you with yeah. bio and stuff that'll like poison you and it, yeah not if fun.
1: you if you want the xp and everything like that go for it but they're, they're not worth the time. Just hit them with that potion or that Phoenix down and be on your way.
0: For sure. For sure. Uh, you can also cast a full life on them too if yeah, you have full that, life. Although yeah, I, I can't recommend casting magic in this game until like Ultima's castle. Cause then yeah, really you don't I would... Need it.
1: Yeah, they, they, they stock up. There's really no point for magic up until that point. Because if you... We'll get to it when we talk about it, but it is a brutal stretch of play. Yeah, it is. at that point, and you're going to need everything that you can. But...
0: Yeah, you're going to want to hope that you stocked up on some ultimas for sure. Uh, so after you beat the undead creature, you know, you guys are keep walking, and this is where you see like there's just a button, and they're like, oh, "What the fuck is this here for?" So you hit it, and it's like this wave of weird particles and stuff and then just boom there's a giant fucking super technologically advanced city that's just hidden behind some kind of camouflage and you're like well son of a bitch this must be esther so you enter and you have to go talk to the doctor and the doctor's like i think is he supposed to be russian He's, or French, maybe like,
1: it's something like that, yeah.
0: Because he's like, "This is not the time." Or it might even be German. I don't know, but, <laughs> but that's how he talks. You know, and he's like, "Yes, I, I think I can help you." Uh, what, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> it's very interesting to read. Yeah. And uh, I think I believe you. Drop Renault off. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, this is where you, they're like, yeah, we need to send her into space to our, uh, I don't know if it's like a space colony, it's like, you know, like a space station type place, and uh, I think that's where, yeah, that's where El- Alone's at, so you want to take Renoa, and then you get to pick one other party member, and I chose Quistis, to shoot up there with you, so you can take Renoa to Alone and try to get her to figure out what the fuck is going on.
1: Yeah, up to Lunar Base. Yeah, so you split the
0: party, and then Zell, Selfie, and Irvine I had left over were chilling around, and this is where, uh, you guys get shot up, and then it cuts back to your other party, and there is this giant fucking pillar thing just kind of floating across that star. Yeah. And everybody's like, what in the fuck? Doctor's like, oh, that's, that's Lunatic Pandora. Uh... And they so it, I don't remember exactly why because like you said it's been a few days but you you have to get on it, so he basically tells you all right so you have three points of entry, um, one point will be at fifteen minutes one point will be at ten minutes one point will be at five minutes you have twenty minutes total so basically you have five minutes to get to the first place, yeah um, so I just hauled ass there, and ran around killing enemies until the thing showed up at fifteen minutes and then just hopped on it, yeah uh and then you'll you'll kind of recognize it. Because this is like the place that Laguna was in in one of the flashbacks, where he was a, a prisoner. Oh no, no, yeah. I'm sorry. That was that was in Esther City. No, Lunatic Pandora is when you guys are running around and it's you, Kuros and Ward, and you're going through all the tunnels and like you had to do the flipping the switches for the or messing with the trapdoors and all of that stuff. Yeah. That was inside of Lunatic Pandora. So, so you you uh i don't remember exactly what you do in there i think you run around and kill some enemies yeah i can't remember yeah.
1: i'm like, blanking that's so like pr- that's it's like pretty much it
0: and then it switches back over to i think actually i think they get kicked off of it or something like that anyway it gets switched back up to the people in space and yeah. they turn the you know you guys are floating around in the anti-gravity room and they turn gravity back on and pick up renoa carry her to the infirmary and then they people tell you, like, Oh yeah, Ellen's in this room if you want to go find her. So you gotta go run up these stairs, go through a couple areas, and there she is. And you start talking to her and she's kind of just basically like, I don't know Renoa. Like I can't just send you back in time and he goes, Well, I brought her with me. If you can come like touch her or look at her, you know, maybe that'll do something. Fiddle her. I don't I don't care, do something. Yeah. And she's like, Alright, we can give it a try. So on your way, Renoa, like gets up and starts like swaying back and forth and has this really weird color thing that they're doing, like giving her trails and it's, you start hearing that creepy sorceress music. and You're like, Oh yeah. shit. And she is like, somebody comes up and she, they're like, Hey, what are you doing? And she just like swipes her hand through the air and they just smash
1: into the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And she, and everything,
0: she slowly is making her way and Squall finds her and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And at the same time, the people in the control room are watching this giant, like, amalgamation storm-looking thing on the moon gather. And it's, like, all of these monsters in this big, like, it looks like the storm cloud on Saturn. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a giant fucking tunnel of them just starts shooting towards Earth. And it shows that they are getting shot to lunatic Pandora, where it is now hovering over the Sorceress Memorial, and there's a bunch of shit going on. Uh, so Squall is following Renoa at a distance because she he can't get close to her. And he follows her into the lock bay. And she's in a space suit in the airlock getting ready to go the fuck outside. And yeah. Squall was like, oh shit. So he's running around. You're running around trying to find a space suit. And this whole time, like, Renoa is out in space dr- drifting towards the sorcerer's Cell up in space, which is uh, the sorcerer Adele. Yeah, Adele. And Squall's like, "Fuck, I have to save her." God yeah. damn it! He's like regretting having a heart. I feel like now.
1: Yeah, he's like, "God damn it! Why did I catch these feels?" Like, <laughs>
0: it's
1: not what I signed up for.
0: So Renoa makes her way to. The sorcerer and like puts her hand on the thing, and that thing just like unseals and falls to earth. Well, he falls. The sorcerer falls to earth, and then Renault is kind of just floating there in space. And this is where you take over a squall, and you have to go out into space and save her. Yeah. And I don't know. I wouldn't really call this a mini game. I guess it might be considered a mini game. It's you see Renault floating off in the distance, and you kind of have to line yourself up with her. And then use your boosters to reach her in a certain amount of time without using all of your boosters.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you uh, you catch up to her. They embrace. There's like this whole little romantic scene where they're looking at each other through the space glass and all that. And then Squall's like, well, is this how it's going to end? We're running out of oxygen. Are we just going to die holding each other in fucking space? Yeah. And he looks and he sees the Ragnarok, which is just kind of there. And he's like, well, hey, it's a ship. Yep. So he uses the rest of his old boosters to shoot him over there. Now, this is where the game really opens up once you get control of the Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, it's definitely... If you're missing anything at this point, need to go back to do anything. Like, this point in the game is when to do it. Because the Ragnarok is awesome for that.
0: Totally, totally. So, once you're in the Ragnarok, how, how did you eventually figure out... Did you kind of put it together yourself or did you have to find the computer originally like your first playthrough that told you how to kill all those creatures
1: i had to find the computer to kill all those creatures the same on my first playthrough
0: well i think i had a i had the official strategy guide so i might have been reading that but even still i I never would have known yeah you had so there are eight creatures in total um and there are two of each color so there's uh two purple Two gold, two green, two red. Yeah. And you have to kill both of the same color. Like, if you kill a purple one and then you kill a yellow one, that purple one's back alive. Yeah. You have to kill a purple one and then find the other purple one and kill that one. Yeah. Then they go away. And you have to do that with all of them. But, once you do that, you can make your way to the command center room and Squall tries to, like, contact somebody and they're like, Hello? Rag- Ragnarok! <laughs> Squall's like, Hey, hey, can you hear us? Oh, holy shit, we haven't heard from this ship in like 16 years. Is anybody
1: alive? No. They're, ju- they're just <laughs> like, who dis? New number, who dis?
0: <laughs> no, if you can believe it, we were just floating in space and found this fucking ship. <laughs> yeah. Everyone on it's dead, because there were these weird creatures inside of it, but we took care of those. Uh, Oh, well, feel free to come land. Thanks. We we could be aliens ready to kill you guys, but we appreciate the hospitality. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys drive it back down to Earth, and this is where you can, like we said, you know, this is where any side quest that you want to do, you're open to all of them, because this Ragnarok can raise up and down, which is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Uh, so you fly back to Esther, and this is where you meet up, everybody gathers back together, and you... Ha- the president of SDR wants to see you. So you oh, go ahead. This fucking
1: guy, this fucking guy. <laughs>
0: so you walk in and you see these two dudes in like these robes standing there. And I think it's squalls. Like that looks like Kiros and ward. Oh wait, that means, and <laughs> the mayor turns around and it's Laguna and he's like, Hey everybody. <laughs> and I think squall does the, like put his head down and <laughs> yeah, he does the... grab the forehead touch. Like, Oh, <laughs> and uh laguna starts giving you the rundown on what's happening and i'm just going to summarize it for you all Is basically they need to seal renoa because she is a danger they oh oh hold on i'm getting ahead of myself that happens when you first land on the ragnarok yeah. when you're in the ragnarok they're like we need you to come down here and land because Renoa's a sorceress now we need to lock her up yeah. so you're like yeah that that's I guess that's fine. Reno accepts her fate in this cutscene, and
1: Yeah, that part is kind of fucking dumb to me. Because all of this playthrough, you finally get Squall some character development. He starts developing the feels and everything. And he's doing what he can to save this woman he loves. And they're just like, hand her over. And he's like, okay. <laughs> all <right." laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Uh, well, I guess love you babe <laughs> enjoy eternity in that cell <laughs> so uh you go back on the Ragnarok and this is where your crew shows up and all of you get back together and they they all confront Squalor like where's Renoa?" he's like well the government came and took her <laughs> and they're like well why'd you let them do that he's like eh, you know whatever it doesn't affect me they're like you fucking love her and he's like yeah but you know and they're like they're like no you need to go save her right now are you kidding me you're never going to see her ever again you're going to regret this for the rest of your life and he's like you know what you're right <laughs> what am i doing <laughs> he gets up and all you dry you fly back to esther and this is this is where you meet laguna yeah and laguna kind of explains what's going on and he's like I need you guys to kill Ultimacia. She's going to try to use time compression and you have to kill her in her own time. She can't be killed here. So you have to go through the time compression. And this is where things start getting a little strange. Uh, as you'll hear in part two, as Pete called it, timey, why bullshit, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. I appreciate uh, so squall's like, all right, so we know we have to defeat the sorceress and, laguna's like yes she's she's in uh, lunatic pandora so you guys got to go back there and kill edo and all of that and then you guys can handle Ultimacia. but when you're when you're going through time compression do not forget your friends do not forget your family they are the only things that are going to keep you existing through the time compression mm-hmm. So we're like all right bet take go back to the ragnarok take off the lunatic Pandora, and this is a cool-ass cutscene. You come flying up on it, and the Ragnarok, like, shoots... Well, it's a, uh... You come up on it, and you're shooting at it, and there's, like, a barrier around it. And they're like, what the fuck? It's got a shield? So the Ragnarok drives through the shield, and then blows some fucking holes into the side of it. And then what I considered to be just... Just arms that were there for look, like, extend... And then grab the Lunatic Pandora to hold it there. And I'm like, holy shit, this ship's a dragon. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. So you go into Lunatic Pandora. you got to fight a bunch of stuff on the way up. And then, boom, Fujin and Ryjin. They're like, yo, Squall, we got to fight, you know? We were expecting you, you know? And uh, we just figured that we'd stay here and kick your ass for Cypher, you know? Because he's kind of lost his mind, you know? But we got to stick by him, you know? <laughs> and Fujin's just like, die! yeah. Alright, so it goes into the battle. I don't know about you, I just used Aura and Rinza and both of them to death. Yeah. It was it was glorious, it didn't take very long at all. No. And once you beat them, you have to chase them. So they start running, so you kind of just follow them. And this is where you get to see your two favorite lovable idiots, and yeah. they, they completely ignore your existence. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want these hands no more. Biggs yeah. and wedge they, are like they don't. Yeah. W- working on some shit and you come walking up to them and you can even click on them and you'll just see their dialogue and then they just like turn around and walk off like you're not even there they're like nope not gonna yeah, not doing they, this today
1: they've done got those hands twice and <laughs> they want no part of that anymore they're like done we got our orders but if our orders ever involve them absolutely not <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you. They go walking off the same way Fujin and Ryzen did. So you run through there, and this is where Fujin and Ryzen are like, hey, we actually have a surprise for you. Boom! Boss fight. Mobile type 8 or 9. I don't remember which. But it's this big mechanical being, and honestly, like, if you junctioned. If you have, like, Thunder and or Thundaga yeah. junction to your attack, this fight's a breeze.
1: Yeah, no, this fight's stupid easy with uh, Thunder or Thundaga. Yeah.
0: If If you don't have that, um. It could be a little coddle, bit of a, a bitch because yeah. he hits pretty hard, but yeah, hit it with Quetzalcoatl unless you have that on one of your other team members.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Um it's not a hard fight. It's it's just it can be a pain in the ass if you're not prepared for it. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you do it or not, but when I do it, when I know playing this game so many times before, I know when I'm not going to need my GFs on party members that I'm not going to be using. So I just Use all of my GF on my current team, so somebody in my party always has one of the the GFs at some point. Katsukado always in my lineup, and then who else do I use a lot? I use Leviathan a lot.
0: Oh, um, so real quick, something interesting. I'm looking at this uh this boss from this guide. I'm looking at, and this boss's level cap is 41. So even if you're higher level than 41, it's not going to have more HP than 42,300. That's not bad. So, yeah, if you can just do some serious damage to this thing without letting it really get off its big moves, you should be perfectly fine. Yeah. So this, this is a point where this game just starts throwing bosses at you like it's fucking candy. So <laughs> you beat you beat this one, you, you run through the next door, and then you have to fight Cypher. But before yep. that... Fujin and Raijin are standing there, and he's like, hey, fuckers, good to see you. And they're like, Cypher, we we need to talk. <laughs> Which is never good for anybody to hear. Yeah. And Raijin starts trying to explain that, like, they think Cypher's kind of lost his mind, you know? <laughs> and they, uh, they don't really want to be doing all this stuff, you know? And then Fujin speaks more than one word. She goes on, like, this very emotional... Rant to to Cypher, basically telling him like, "Listen, we can't, we can't do this. We'll see you around." Basically, yeah,
1: I I had the same reaction to that scene as I did to, what was her name at the end of Ease, the little the little mute girl who didn't talk until the very end of the game, Maya. I think Maya. Yeah, Maya. Yeah. I, I had the same reaction to this. I was like, You fucking bitch. Like you only said one <laughs> word this whole fucking game and now you're gonna go on some deep emotional heartfelt speech because you you realize you done fucked up. Like <laughs> that,
0: I didn't even put that together. That's funny as fuck. That, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh so they fuck off and Cypher's like Well, Squall, you're not gonna stop me. Squall's like fucking Bet I am. We can't let you win, Cypher. You're being a fucking idiot right now. And he's like, you know, you're not the Sorceress's Knight. And he's like, no, I'm not a knight anymore. I'm serving my own purpose now. Fuck the world. I'm going to destroy the fucking world because the world fucking sucks. And Squall's like, I don't disagree, but we shouldn't destroy it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like they have, like,
0: this little bonding moment of... They, they brought have this bo-
1: little bonding moment. Like. <laughs> they're both
0: like, well, fuck the world. Ah, we got to fight again. Yeah. So then, cutscene... Fight starts.
1: This is hit. fight number what four or five against Cipher at this uh, point.
0: Yeah, I believe I believe it's four.
1: And he is still. I don't know about you, but I think I was done within like two or three turns, two or three rounds on him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this fight is set up to work uh, almost like it's scripted in a way. Um, yeah. When when the fight first starts, not that the damage or anything, but like what happens yeah. in it is the fight starts. It shows your characters. They disappear odin pops up and odin is like i'm thinking to myself oh shit cypher's about to get fucked up and die like legit die get cut in fucking half
1: yeah
0: so odin shows up and uh, goes to do his move it runs through the animations but instead of seeing the normal ending animation you see cypher s- standing there hol- holding his sword and odin this isn't two. and you're like oh shit And Odin's sword goes spinning off into the air and gets caught by this arm. And that's all you see. So then the battle commences. And once you get Cypher down to a certain HP level, it goes into another cutscene. And you're like, what what the fuck is this? And this voice... Well, I say this voice. It comes up in text. But this voice comes up and says, like, You have brought me the final power. I am now complete. And it shows Gilgamesh. Boom! And there he is. And he uses his... Uh, final move. I can't think of what the hell the name of it is. It's not Sinsetskin, but he does do that too. And he does the move that blows the enemy away out of battle. And Cypher gets thrown down. So he's like laying there on the ground and Squall's kind of looking at him, shaking his head. And like a little kid, Cypher just pops up really quick and's like, this isn't over Squall! And just runs off. <laughs> and you're like, alrighty then. And that is the end of disc three yep so the beginning of disc four you take over back into that same room and Renoa has been taken by adele so you have to run down and there's like this contraption to the right that i didn't realize i ran around for like 10 minutes before i remembered that i had to climb that thing so so you run up and you find adele now i know that i believe you were telling me that this fight gave you a lot of trouble back in the day yeah, this is the the fight with uh, you go in and you have to fight Adele, but he has Renoa attached to his chest, and anytime you hurt him, if he has a chance, he's going to suck HP from Renoa to heal himself. Yeah, yeah. And You can't let Renoa die. You have to heal her.
1: Yep. Yeah. This is where Levi. I, I, is it Leviathan that has the the heal ability?
0: Um. No, that's Siren. Well. The the heal ability. What, like, what, what do you I'm, mean?
1: Uh, which one is it? Hold on, let me pull it up really quick. I think it's mean... Leviathan, but he, there's a ability that they can learn that helps with the, especially at this point keeping Renoa alive.
0: Are you sure um, it's not uh, treatment, which is Siren? Um, you can cast Regen on her, which helps.
1: I it's a uh, Leviathan's re- recover ability.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have completely spaced that he had that because I didn't get Leviathan in this place. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. That's right. You, <laughs> so I did not miss, remember. You missed him. Yeah, I'm the, the re- still the pissed off about that. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why I like I always forget about that one too unless I like look it up because he he's one that I just keep in my party like he, he's he's a good he's not one of the stronger ones but he's a good he's got good abilities and stuff that come in, in handy. Oh yeah. Playthrough. And for sure. I think the recoverability was one that I discovered like accidentally on one of my like early playthroughs in this game and I was like, Oh, look at that. It's actually like helping me <laughs> throughout this whole fucking thing. <laughs>
0: um Well so once you beat Adele yeah. and you save Renoa, Squall's like like some shit starts happening, Squall's like the time compression is starting, everyone prepare yourselves. And I can only call it water. It looks like the screen turns to water, like blah 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 blah, blah. and yeah. then everyone's just kind of falling through the air. And there's like these bubbles of memories and everything around. And then after the quote unquote, uh, I'll say dust settles, you're like in the room. Do you remember the? Well, obviously you remember, but listeners, um, in the, the beginning of the game, uh, when Renault was trying to give that pendant to the sorceress which would have kept her from being able to do her shield and you'd have been able to beat the game in one disc mm-hmm. um, you, you end up in that room and there's a save point and you walk up to that save point and as soon as you step on the save point the whole room fills with save points mm-hmm. and you're like what the fuck is going on And th- the only one that works is that first one all the other ones are fake and you go through the room and then you get into a battle with a Sorceress, I'll call it, but it's like you attack it once, and then it goes away, and the scenery changes, and you're in another part of the game. And then you there's two sorceresses, and you beat them, and then they disappear, and then another one shows up. You beat them, and then the scenery changes, and this goes through a bunch of times, and then you get to the the final one, which is like this weird creature looking thing that's fucking. If you you gotta kill it quick, like you have to kill it quick because if not it puts in countdown for Ultima and that shit will fuck you up. Yep. And just, it can be a rough fight if you don't go in there prepared again. And it's at the end of 12 or at the end of 10 other sorceresses, which granted they are not that hard, but it's the final one that's just like after all of those, Yeah, man, it can, it can, it can be rough. So all after the dust settles, you kill that fucking sorceress. You just, you end up in Adia's house again and you run outside and there's like a scene that plays and it's ultimecia walking and Adia or matron whichever one you'd like to call her is like on the ground and the sorceress walks up to her and then just like absorbs into her and she's like what just happened squall's like the sorceress is now part of you. So this is where the, the timey wimey bullshit as Pete called it again, starts to come into play again, because it's like the fact that Squall is now telling her like, I'm here because you created seed and you created garden to defeat the sorceress that just entered you. Yeah. But by him telling her that that puts the idea into her head about doing seed and garden. Therefore, this is a never ending time loop of this happening. Yeah. Which is odd, but it's cool. You know, I mean, if you're into space and time travel and all of that, it's like, this is, a, I guess, a possibility. It's just a constant time loop. Yeah. So you let that dust settle and all of that. And you, this is where you warp again and you're in the future. Everything's fucking desolate, destroyed. You see a massive fucking castle. And you're next to a white seed ship with some dead white seeds. Yeah. And <clears throat> at this point, you don't have the Ragnarok anymore. Um, but if you start running up this big, it's a big chain. It's the biggest chain I've ever seen in a game ever, I think. <laughs> it's massive. And yeah. you start running up it. And there are three portals that you can jump off the chain over to and run through. And it'll take you back to the normal world. And in one of those portals, if you jump through it and then run around and look around; you will find the Ragnarok. So, if there's any loose ends you want to tie up, or side quests that you haven't quite, you know, finished, or if you want to go get Odin, if you waited, or uh, Jumbo Cactar, if you want to, uh, this is a good time to go hit the uh, underwater research facility, which is what I did, and went and got Bahamut, and uh, beat Ultimate Weapon, and got Eden.
1: So you did do Ultimate Weapon.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, talk about a bitch of a fight! Holy shit! Yeah.
1: Yeah, I. I've I've done it before. I didn't do it on this one because you can get Eden somewhere else in the game too. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I just was like, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna go beat the game. Like yeah. I'm not gonna do any of the Chocobo forests or any of that. I'm just like, nah. So I headed back to Ultimace's Castle. I didn't even worry about going and getting Ragnarok. Like I jumped through the portals and saw where the portals took me, and I was just like. Man, I'm ready to see the end of this game. I've never seen the end of this game.
1: Yeah, no, same, same. I just straight, straight to the castle.
0: So you run up to the castle, and as soon as you guys enter it, you feel that there's like this voice, I guess, that plays inside of your heads, or maybe it says it out that like all of your skills have been locked except attack. Mm -hmm. And you see this like chimera looking thing up on the staircase, like a sphinx chimera. Amalgamation. Anyway, you have to go fight it, and the only thing you can do is attack. And once you beat it, it offers you to unlock one of your powers. Now, you can go through and defeat all of these enemies that are in the castle and unlock all of your stuff. Mm-hmm. I personally did not do that. I beat the the Sphinx thing. I beat Tripoint. I beat Iron Giant. I beat the weird zombie-looking thing I can't remember the name of. And I beat one other one. And I unlocked Attack magic draw limit break and uh the ability
1: to revive i do i did uh attack draw limit break and then um tiamat which one does tiamat uh, give you again um well you you have the I, choice
0: so it's yeah like when it,
1: but uh since I didn't do the ultimate weapon on this run through, I did uh you can draw Eden from Tiamat at this point.
0: Oh, see I didn't even find Tiamat. Yeah. I was like uh I'm I once I unlocked the things I needed, I was like I don't need all the other stuff. I'm just going to go kill Ultimacia. So, at any point like you can at any point, you can run in with just attack and head straight to the boss. Yeah. For sure. You will fucking die because you can't heal yourself, but you yeah. could try. Or if you cheat in the remastered version, you could do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I tried not to yourself
1: use all the all those items and the automatic reheal and Well not not even
0: the... not even that, um, because all of that's locked. The only thing oh, that yeah. you could do is use the uh, the one that keeps you at max health and max limit break. Yeah. Which I tried not to use that too much. I didn't want to overly cheat, you know.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna go through when we get a longer game again, I need to take a break Do see how fast I can beat this game with all the cheats and the three X speed and everything like that. I think it'd be interesting to see how quick you can actually do it.
0: Totally. Yeah. I I think it would be cool. I, uh, maybe me and you can do like a, a special thing. We can see who could beat it faster. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, although I have more free time than you, so I'm not sure that that would be very fair.
1: Yeah. My free time is about to get cut even less with baby Theo Arriving in like seven weeks,
0: yeah, and and going back to work soon, buddy. You're gonna have a fucking hands full.
1: Yeah, we'll 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 see.
0: <laughs> I, I should be all
1: right. I should be all right. Uh,
0: so the time has come. You fight Ultimicia, and she's really not that hard at first. Like, depending it, on what level you are,
1: involves yeah, it lulls you into this false sense that like, hey, this isn't gonna be so bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because at level one hundred, uh, she had forty three thousand HP for me. So that was Yeah, she
1: caps at sixty five ish, I wanna say. Yes, sir. That's correct. Yeah, she's not she's not super
0: So at this point my characters were hitting for max damage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like she didn't take very long at all. And then you think it's over? No. She summons a Guardian Force or she summons her girlfriend. And her girlfriend is What is perceived in Squall's mind as the greatest GF there is? Like, what would be the perfect GF? And it is this crazy-looking fucking, like, lion. It looks like Diablos had sex with a lion and has some swords growing out of its arms with an axe for a tail. It's fucking crazy-looking. And his name is Griever. And I really wish that you could have, like, drawn him from himself just to use him in the last battle. (laughs) Yeah. Although I, I know at this point that that wouldn't matter. No, it wouldn't. Uh, he is a bit more of a bitch. Um, when I yeah,
1: scan- he oh, he caps at the same level, but his HP, if you like, you maxed out at a hundred. He's sitting. I think it's like one hundred sixteen thousand HP.
0: Yeah, it's almost triple what <laughs> Ultimates yeah. HP is. Yeah. So and and he hits fucking hard, and he fucking uses Doom. And Doom is terrible because you have 10 turns to get rid of it, and if you don't, you're just drop dead.
1: I love Doom. So, what,
0: what? see, I never I never used it. I know Shiva gets it, but I never used it.
1: Oh, I, I use it a lot.
0: Once you beat him, you're like, all right, now it's over. No, it's not over. Uh, Ultimacia junctions herself to Griever, and she mm-hmm. becomes Griever form Ultimacia and the HP starts, jumps up again yeah now it's she's at like 180,000 HP yeah and she's yeah it's
1: like 180 180,000 is about right yeah
0: and they were summoned she summons these little fucking helix things and each of them had 30,000 HP for me so I'm like <laughs> having to deal with all of this and I'm like oh my god there's so much going on and you wipe her HP out you got to keep yourself alive obviously yeah it starts getting harder and harder at this point, unless you've really stocked up on items and magic, which I highly recommend.
1: Highly recommend.
0: So, final form, Ultimecia, because there's one more form, and man, is this an ugly bitch. <laughs> she, uh, her, her ultimate form, or her real form, whatever you want to call it, is a monstrosity of a creature, and...
1: You're missing one more form, because there's five boss battles at this point.
0: Right? You've no. You got the... No, because I'm looking at the she I'm junct- at the she
1: junctions to she junctions herself to it, and then it is the Ultimisia Griever form, which is significantly easy. She only caps at level thirty at that point, but then she jun- like transforms into the final form.
0: Oh hell, I don't know. I just know her final form has like two hundred eighty thousand HP, and it took forever. No. Uh, I, again, I used aura. Um and gave myself limit break or I, was it holy war it might have been holy war uh, gave all of my people limit breaks and just started spamming them and mm-hmm. uh, that's how I beat her and then I had never seen the ending of this game before ever this was the first time I ever beat it
1: first it was, time that's right that's right you always stopped right at the castle I did I, yeah. I
0: always stopped at Ultimacia's castle. And I was really impressed with the ending. Um, I liked how it, it really comes off that Renoa is the hero of the game in the end because you, you kind of see Squall wandering through the, this time compression and he's trying to remember his friends and stuff, but then he starts having self doubts and he starts thinking about himself. And then all of a sudden, he's no longer in this field where he's supposed to meet Renoa. He is in like this desolate wasteland, walking around, and he kind of just yeah. like, falls the fuck over and gives up. And he's like, "I guess I'm just going to die alone." Like I always knew I would. And then it shows Renoa, and she's in that grass field, and she wants to find Squall so bad. She she's thinking about him so much that she finds him, and grabs him and they have like this moment and it shows so there's different things happening while this is going on and one of the things it shows is is a flashback to laguna standing there with rain and rain grabs laguna's hand and slides a ring on it one of the rings from her necklace so he'll always have something to remember her by and at this point laguna it's kind of inferred throughout the game that laguna is squall's father because alone was mad that laguna had left and wasn't there when rain gave birth to her child cuz she died during childbirth or shortly after childbirth and the ch- the child was given up for adoption it's fucking squall yeah <laughs> it is it is and I the I think uh, there's
1: even like a little line in there it's like at least he just be happy you don't look like your dad and like laguna takes it like hey like
0: yeah i think Kiro says that and like yeah. at least you don't look like your dad and that's like uh julia the singer that Laguna was so infatuated with earlier in the game is Renoa's mother. Yeah. So it's all like links together in the end. So it shows this scene where Laguna gets the ring and he's looking at Rain and then it cuts back to old man Laguna and he looks down and he's looking at Rain's grave and he kind of smiles and that's when I call it the Sakura effect where all the flowers are coming through. Mm-hmm. I believe that's called Sakura. At least that's what it's called in Final Fantasy fourteen when you're doing glamour shots <laughs> i don't know um but El- Sh- t- he turns around and he sees alone running down the hill and Kiros and Warder standing up on the hill and i want to point out that this was a major moment in final fantasy series because the song playing during this part is eyes on me and it was the first vocalized song in final fantasy yeah first first one with lyrics and it's a beautiful yep. fucking song it really is um and then it cuts back to Renoa. Uh, And it might show some other people that I can't remember right now, but it cuts back to Renoa, and she finds Squall and they like embrace and she like looks at him and the camera's on her, black screen, the end. And you're like, oh shit. And then it shows like a little side screen and it's like this home movie
1: footage of. There you are. There you are. You were glitching out on me for a second.
0: Did it? I don't think it was my connection this time. It's green. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But That's
0: uh oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so it's showing the uh the little end video on the side and it's like home video footage of uh what it's like the December dance thing that they've been planning the entire game that you never got to see. And it kind of infers a few things. Like it shows selfie running around wearing Irvine's hat, so I assume that they became a thing. Um it shows Zell absolutely gorging himself on some fucking hot dogs, like just fucking destroying them.
1: Destroying some
0: <laughs> which is just hysterical. I love that like the hot dogs were just like a running joke throughout this entire game. You're like, you finally Zell. see
1: them at the very end. And and Zell is finally gets the a reason why there are no hot dogs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah It's fucking hilarious. And then it, uh, it shows Quistis and Irvine tries to get a picture with her and he pulls her all close and like leans his head on her and she just starts punching him to get him off of her. Fucking Quistis. And, and then the camera goes out and you see Renoa standing out on this balcony and she looks up at the sky and sees a shooting star and then she does that thing where she like looks at the camera and she points up and then it goes black and then it finishes the credits. The credits roll. Mm-hmm. Then it shows another scene and it's Renoa and it's from a different angle and it's the same thing. She sees the shooting star and she looks up at it and she looks to her right and points up and the camera cuts over and there's Squall standing there and he smiles with her and that's when it goes black and the game is over Yep. and man, beautiful, beautiful ending. Um, but I'm going to leave our thoughts to part two, which we are going to attach to this, uh, yeah. which, uh, <laughs> fair warning, good listeners. Uh, your wonderful and, uh, deeply sorry host Dalton accidentally, uh, double recorded the audio for ryan and our guest james so this part two while i fixed it up best i could and it is still entertaining in my opinion um ryan and james both sound like robots because their voices are doubled so if you can't get past that you know i apologize but i think that if you stick with it and listen to it you'll really enjoy it
1: learning curve technical difficulties give us yeah we got to figure it out still we're only
0: we're only only 12 episodes in yeah Yeah, we're, we're we're, we're working on it but uh, in that case, let's leave some radio silence, which is really just going to be a audio cut for you guys to part two. And we hope you enjoy it. All right. Welcome back to part two of this week's Steam Machine podcast. And we have a guest with us right now. I would like everyone to welcome our good buddy, James, from the JRPG Report. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good over here,
2: man.
1: Hey, it's going. It's going.
0: <laughs> well, thank it's you, a, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, of course, of course, man. I, you know, I can't, I can't do this without having you on, seeing as that my first podcast I ever did was your show, sir. Ah, uh, so I'm just returning the favor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, our backs have been scratched.
2: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, I did. Uh, I brought something with me for the both of you. I have a bar of soap. Cause your mothers need to wash out those dirty mouths of yours. Good grief, fellas!
1: <laughs> I, I did my time in the navy to earn this sailor's mouth. There you
2: go. I did I, a. I, I don't know if you heard it today, Dalton, but I did fair warning. I was like, "Yeah, you guys, I'm going to be on the podcast, but it is uh,
0: not family friendly." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I wasn't a sailor. I did nothing to earn this mouth other than just. Family
1: friendly. This show tells your family to go fuck
3: themselves. <laughs> Maybe yeah.
2: I should have told anybody to tune in. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah.
0: It will it'll be alright. They'll either they'll either be like, Oh well we'll just listen to James's part. <laughs> or, you know, and and that's cool too if people just want to tune in for that and don't want to hear us curse all over
3: final
1: Fantasy. Maybe Peace. we can edit in some some sound effects over the words for post-production <laughs> yeah, that's going to we... be a
2: lot of work
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah please don't do that to me please don't do that to me. <laughs> uh so we just wrapped up playing final fantasy 8 and i know that you t- do not share quite the love for it that we have uh, what makes you say that i don't know maybe <laughs> uh... I I believe I've heard you mention it a time or two on the JRPG report. It's but,
2: um it's outside my top 5 even of Final Fantasy games, yes.
0: Yeah, so give us like your little overview on it. What your first experience was with it and well, things of that nature.
2: Okay. Um the first thing I want to do is congratulate you, sir, as your favorite game of all time you just beat after 20 some years. Congratulations. Yes thank you thank you very much (laughs) that is a, a titled hold so do you want do you want my sob story of of how it came to be is that cool give it to us man uh so i'm a little older than you fellas and i've been playing final fantasy since i could walk so by the time i get to part eight i'm in high school and i don't know this is how excited i was i took my vcr and actually recorded that opening scene and played it for my like economics class or some presentation. That's and awesome. I was like, "Look everybody, this is like the coolest thing ever." And everybody's just sitting there like, "What is this dude even doing?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> are are we sitting here in class for real having to watch a video game because of course, things were a little different back then. It wasn't quite as cool as it is now. Oh, uh, I I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so the hype the hype was real. I had the the demo from Pizza Hut or was it Fence or Masashi you got the demo in? Uh, I think it was Brave (laughs) Fencer. Yeah, so yeah, I I mean, I bought that game to play a demo, basically, but Brave Fencer was actually a cool game. Um, So yeah, I was super hyped, and I guess I just get it, and having played all of the Final Fantasies before that, I just felt, I don't know, just let down. And that feeling never went away all these years later. However, I do recognize it's as a good game, and I've heard not just you guys talk about how much you love it, but a lot of people, I guess more around your age, they it was hit at that perfect time.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I have a... What, what, okay. Was it the, the the play mechanics for you, or was it just, like, all of it, like, including the storyline, how it played and everything, that kind of, like, turns you away from it as compared to the other titles? I
2: think it was the entire package of... Uh, I, mean, I mean, seven's not even my top, top game. 6 is my all-time favorite, so I just felt like they changed so much... And maybe if you guys actually like Squall, I just found him to be a complete terrible character. Could not get into him <laughs> because I guess because he's just nothing like myself, and I, I I didn't you know I didn't go through that phase as a teenager. Call, call me lucky or, or blessed, whatever. So I I didn't identify with that. Um, I didn't
1: identify with. I had my emo Squall for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Did I was have- going through it when I played this game. So. Did you have a jacket with feathers on it to that extent?
1: I fucking uh, wish I did. <laughs> Growing up in New York winters, I'm pretty sure I had some like fucking. <laughs> yeah, see,
2: I, I have no need for that down here in Florida. No need. Do you even own a jacket?
0: Oh yeah, it, I, I will say it gets cold here during the winter, but it's a different kind of cold. You know, I went up and visited Ryan during the winter, and it was like it was really cold there, but down <laughs> down here. It's so humid and cold at the same time that it's just like walking into an icebox.
1: It was cold here, but I don't think you've really experienced that cold until we were walking through downtown Rochester at night. Oh, my Oh, yeah. So, so, James, we're
0: walking across a bridge in the middle of Rochester, and it the wind is blowing like 15 miles an hour, and it's like 10 degrees outside. I had on this huge... No, I didn't wear my big jacket. I wore my hoodie, and it was just like, oh, I made a mistake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <it> was... <laughs> yeah, being affordable, you're not used to that kind of stuff. That's for sure. No, no. it was cool seeing
0: snow though. That was cool.
2: That was the first time you saw
0: snow, snow, right? Yes, it was. It
1: yes, was. snowed a lot. Yes,
0: it was, and it snowed a lot. Yeah, you got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know in, in previous conversations that we have had about Final Fantasy VIII, I know that the the magic and the draw system really bugged the shit out of you. I it didn't uh, it didn't bug me so much. I just thought it was
2: stupid. I mean, for lack of a better word, I just I just didn't want to. And so I didn't understand why I was being forced to. Uh, I love magic in my games, so it was kind of like, ah. Oh. Now, I, I will give it some, let me just say this. I have not played the remaster. I've not played the game pretty much since it came out. So maybe those things might have changed.
0: I'll, I'll say that much at least. No no <laughs> <laughs> there's there's nothing literally nothing has changed about the game in fact i was telling ryan about this on an earlier episode that we did about it that i was kind of like let down when i bought the remaster because i had final fantasy 8 on my pc and had mm-hmm. modded it and then i bought the remaster and the remaster look is exactly like my modded version so i'm like oh i wasted
2: money Oh wow! Didn't the but, didn't the remaster still keep the um uh, the sixteen or not sixteen mind that the four by three ratio? There were still black bars on the side. Did yeah.
0: I, Oh man! I, yeah, I, that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, it was kind of strange that they didn't do widescreen support. But then again, I was wondering how they did it for it nine work. though.
2: Yeah, that's true. Same same system. So I don't. <laughs> that just that's odd.
0: Did did nine have pre rendered backgrounds? Yeah. I don't remember. It's been so long since I played it. I don't remember. Because I know that uh, one of the things that cracked me up in the remaster of 8 is the parts and that are in the background that aren't. So there are some characters that you would think would be animated, but they're actually part of the background because so, they're super fuzzy. Mm. So like Squall will be standing there looking pristine, and there will be two students behind him that look like PlayStation 1 background graphics. <laughs> 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 it, it's just really funny to see. The, the, the first instance I remember is that, that opening scene when you're in the classroom, and Quistis is telling you and Cypher to stop beating the hell out of each other. And Squall and Cypher look pristine, and all the other students in there just look like garbage. <laughs> Nobody cares <laughs> like, about those man. people anyway. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, like that
1: scene before the remaster is like, you're the most handsome-looking fellow at this ball. And it's just fucking...
2: <laughs> yeah, his face is just this mangled <laughs> mesh of polygons. Is, is that the same scene that that meme that you shared where his, the glass is like in his face, like yeah. being levitated or whatever?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yes. good, good
0: stuff, PS1. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I want to uh, more so talk to you about some JRPGs and things that we have on our list coming up. Uh, now that you've kind of given your uh, your hatred for 8. I was going to you don't <laughs> want me to bash anymore on your favorite game? <laughs> well, I, I do, I do. And I'm going to get into what we think, too. I just real quick want to read um, some things that we had some listeners write in about. Um, one John Nitty, who is our buddy, who I think is the fighting game aficionado okay. that listens, said that he loves Final Fantasy 8, and a lot of people give it shit. <laughs> And this is why I wanted to read this to you, James. Oh, a, lot of people, okay. <laughs> a lot of people give it shit, but it was such an innovative game for the time, and they really experimented a lot with the systems, that he and he personally really loved the story. So I asked him to follow up on that if he had anything else that he'd like to share, and I'd read it on the show. And He said, I feel like Final Fantasy in more years has recently become an extremely experimental series, and although it has very classic roots, Final Fantasy VIII was really the first one in the series that tried to do something different really interesting with the battle system although whenever square experiments with final fantasy it's always met with mixed reviews but john finds it incredibly respectable that they genuinely try to make every experience different after a certain point
2: okay
0: so you want my reaction to that
2: yeah how, how
0: would you you both feel about that
2: so i i agree with what he is saying but i don't that doesn't mean i like it um, oh no you don't have
0: to like it yeah no I'm...
2: yeah so I, they do this you're absolutely right I mean you know some things like the atB are are great <laughs> great mix and that they work um I, I look at like 12s battle system I actually enjoyed that even though I don't like MMOs um I just feel like they did too much with eight. And if you look at it, why didn't they do really any of those things again? They went back to nine, although nine had some some weird things with uh, yeah with the equipment and learning skills and that stuff. I mean, and 10 was just a complete return to roots in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they yeah. always do something doesn't always work. And I just felt like everything that they changed, I didn't care for on top of the story on top of the characters, it just, yeah, it, it's it just didn't hit me at all, and it obviously didn't resonate.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I get that because I've heard it, you know, said about Final Fantasy Thirteen, where like there are some people who like it shockingly, and then uh, who the hell are, are those people? <laughs> there's a, there's a small there's a small minority. What I always hear about Thirteen is that the game is trashed. The battle system is fantastic. No, I disagree. Uh, but it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, not not the first. They're so weird with the names of this. Lightning Returns was two? No, that was three. Was that that the third one? That's the one that I've heard that apparently the battle system was good in. But I haven't played them. I have no say in it. You know, I just from what I've read. I've been meaning to play 13, but I just haven't. You don't know. You don't need to.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had tried three times to play that game. It actually got all the way to the end. And just, I hate it. I hate every (laughs) bit of it. And it's but the thing is, it's gorgeous. Like, it is a really pretty game for the PlayStation 3. So you want to keep going. You want to figure out what's going on. I actually heard part two was a little bit better in terms of three. And then three kind of turns into this one player experience, which is just extremely weird for a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, that is that is kind of odd. You don't have a party at all. No, no, it's your you lightning is a party, she turns into like god mode and has all these different forms or something to that effect. I, I, it's sitting on my shelf, I will never play that game.
0: (laughs) That just makes me think of like Devil May Cry or something, but not good. Yeah, oh well, all right. And then I only have one other thing from somebody else, and then we can kind of do our little wrap up on it. And then, like, I'm serious, I'm gonna hit you with some JRPG stuff because I, I planned. Excellent. And by, pl- and by planned, I mean, like I copied and pasted a lot of stuff. So, Good, good. Pete, <laughs> Pete from She Heals I Tank, which is a great Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Um, if any of you are fans of Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO, and kind of want something to listen to while you're playing, if you're not listening to the Steam Machine podcast or the JRPG report, <laughs> there is She Heals I Tank, which will tell you all you need to know about Final Fantasy XIV. But Pete has been doing this thing where he's... His first Final Fantasy was 14. So he's been going back and playing the older games on stream. Um, So that's kind of what he starts off with. He says, So before I get into my thoughts, it should be probably known that I am just now working my way through the Final Fantasy series. My first Final Fantasy game was 14, the MMO. I wanted to get the references that they've been adding into the game from the past games, so I started going back to play the older ones. I started with 10, and then I played 9, and now most recently 8. I think that context is needed... While something, uh, while something bothering me now, playing in 2020 at the time of a release, could have been groundbreaking, or there could have been a limitation, I think I probably would have enjoyed this game more when it released than I did playing through it now. Final Fantasy VIII's story took much longer to grab me than Ten and Nine did. Squall wasn't engaging to me. Seed was an organization that I didn't particularly like, and damn, did I hate Sid compared to my fourteen Sid. <laughs> It was a slog for me in the beginning, and I didn't really start getting into the story until we started to get more of the sorceress, and when we started to learn about all the connections and all of that due to the orphanage. After the orphanage part of the story, the story, uh, for the most part, was pretty solid and enjoyable for for me. At the times during this, I would call, had timey-wimey bullshit, and I just had to not (laughs) think about it too hard and just go with the flow, but overall, I think the storytelling was probably pretty good. And Squall's dialogue could be pretty bad and cringy at times. I don't know if it was bad translations or just bad writing.
1: It was just Squall being a stupid fucking emo bitch.
0: (laughs) Now, he did comment on uh, the triple triad is is in 14 as well as 8. And he did say that something I did do a lot of during another playthrough was a whole lot of triple triad. I wasn't expecting it to differ much from the 14 version, but holy crap, Triple Triad and Final Fantasy VIII is so much better than it is in 14. <laughs> if only we could take a card from our opponents every time we beat them in 14. But ultimately, I ended up having a lot of fun during my first playthrough, even though the story wasn't always my cup of tea. Cool. I can respect so. him for trying to go back
2: and play those games. I would think that'd be really hard to do. Um,
0: having, oh, especially going backwards.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't see you being able to appreciate it fully that way. Yeah,
0: uh, I know I was watching him do some s- certain parts when he was playing 8, and I so badly wanted to be like, oh, dude, no, you need to do this, this, and this. <laughs> but I didn't want to give him any spoilers.
2: Oh, no, so I you, know, just,
0: you don't want to ruin that for him. No, it's just like when my friends would be like, so why should I play Persona 5? And it's like, well, I can't tell you, you just really need to play it. Yeah. I was gonna say to the point that I bought it and took it to Ryan and gave it to him. For, I was like, "I bought this as a physical edition. I want you to have it. Play this fucking game." Had that? It? No, but that is. Go ahead.
1: Minutes into it, I think it's it, about fifteen minutes. That's all I did.
2: <laughs> that's one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody in the
0: JRPG world. Yeah, totally. I'm telling you, I, it's a long slog of a game. But like, if you if you get through that beginning world building and character building that game picks up and does not start or does not stop running like it's
2: really good yeah ryan i, I i've heard a few of you guys podcasts so i know you are a casual gamer i don't know how you're going to put 120 hours into a game but good luck yeah we'll
3: get there, we'll get there eventually it might take a couple years but
1: i'll
0: do it or or you could be like james and put another 100 hours into it for nothing Absolutely. Buy
2: buy another six dollars version and put another 120 in there and still not get anything out of it. That's what I would recommend.
0: Yeah, Ryan, I don't know if I told you that, but the parts that they added into Persona 5 Royal are missable if you don't do what you're supposed to do, and apparently James missed it. it was, I'm like, oh. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that I haven't played all the way through now because I'm like, oh, well, now I know I need to really work on this part and this part so I can see the new
2: stuff. My pain is your gain. Thank you. <laughs> but um, hey, so, can on, I can I say on. one thing before we go? Abs- absolutely. Um, uh Just on eight, y'all say seed. Was it not C D?
1: No, it's seed.
0: I I always was like conflicted as whether it's C D or seed. I always just said seed. Um, so why capitalize the D? That's a good question. I don't know.
1: Just for looks, just for shits and gigs. Okay. I I,
0: I assumed that maybe it's an acronym. And if it is, I did not remember them ever telling us it's an acronym. But if it's if it's an acronym, they'd all be capitalized. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fuck if I know dude. Okay. <laughs> it might be I, it might be C D.
2: I just I, that's why I've always called it. So when I heard you guys say it, I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's it. They may know, but it's hard you know, anytime a game's not vocalized, it's hard to know how to pronounce anything. Yeah, absolutely. It's like uh That's incredibly deep, but I don't think that's right. Uh- <laughs> so I, I, I got a oh, thought go on on squall. So I kind of felt like he never uh, evolved and changed. Whereas, so I take a game like Tales of the Abyss and Luke, the main character. Have you, have you played Dalton? Uh, I have not. Okay, so without spoiling too much, halfway through he is pretty much squall, a whiny little. Uh, the whole game but halfway through he makes a ginormous cataclysmic mistake and evolves and completely changes and redeems himself and is just then becomes a great person a great character I didn't really ever get that sense with Skull I felt like he was just that whole thing until the very end until he uh, well, he didn't die, but I guess. It... <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you could, could that—that's questionable. That's questionable whether he did or not. There's there's a
0: a whole conspiracy theory about Squall actually dies at the end of Disc One, and everything else is kind of just shit happening in his head as he dies. Hey, it could—it's it's Mario Two is just a dream,
2: right?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, interesting fact is that. I kind of agree with you that Squall never really redeems himself because even in the end of the game when he has to remember his friends and family in order for him to survive what's he do starts thinking about himself starts thinking that you know he's not good enough and that fucks him over and he ends up laying there and Renoa has to come save him so really in the scope of things Renoa is truly like the hero she is yeah i always got that
2: well, i mean she's the angel right i mean she's got the angel yeah. wings so she redeems him and saves him I, I i feel like she was a much better character and i do share y'all's love of quintus what i thought she
0: was a fantastic yes. di- yeah <laughs> yeah she, her, i i love her i love zell zell just cracks me up because he is such a bro, and i've known so many dudes like that <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just makes me laugh watching him um, um, I,
2: I did like Selfie, too. I thought she was really cool with those nunchucks. I mean, how <laughs> you can't go
0: wrong with nunchucks with a chick, right?
1: Yeah, definitely my two favorite characters are Quistus and Selfie, for sure.
0: And, I mean, personally, I know me and Ryan discussed this. I, I don't know if you would agree or not. I really think that this game could benefit from a... Uh, a, a remake like they did with seven because there's a lot to flesh out and i feel like that they could expound upon the relationships and the stories and it would make maybe a little more sense to people who didn't really get the story at the first but then again they could also just convolute it more than it's already convoluted <laughs> oh
2: and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are, you it, it, a, are you talking about a remake that's just one game or are they going to flesh that into three
0: games well, I mean, at the rate they're going, I guess f- flesh it into eight, nine games, ten with some DLC. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, overall, man, I really liked the game. Um, it's still one of my favorites. I After playing it and beating it and seeing the ending, I've got to say that Persona 5 is better. Like I, And that is, I know, I know. Everyone just, I heard the gasps around the world. <laughs> well, you finally beat it, so yeah, you can say that now. Yeah, so it's like the end. As far as endings, like the way Persona 5 wrapped up, I felt more complete than I did watching the ending of 8. Although the ending of 8 made me tear up because it's such a sweet love story. Mm. You know, whereas Persona's more like uh, a friendship tale almost, more than a love story. Yeah, it's Unless, so weird. You can date girls,
2: but it doesn't really factor into the story at all. Yeah, it just makes you have a, either a good or awkward Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the like, awkward one was pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, See, I'm am going to shoot for that one on Royal because I never got to see it. So I really want to see it. It's, it's um, worth seeing. So, now, Ryan, do you want to give your final opinions on 8 and then we can wrap up this little section?
1: It's like you're saying, like, where you beat it, you realize there are some other games that are better, like... Love Final Fantasy VIII; it's one of my all-time favorite games, or whatever. But being the super casual gamer that I am, there's some games where I've been just more proud of actually completing on my first like playthrough. Like first time I beat Goldeneye 64, I think I reacted better to beating <laughs> that than I did Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII, even though I love that game.
0: Well, yeah, uh, kudos to you for being able to aim in that game. Like I can't yeah. aim for shit in Goldeneye these days. I'm like, <laughs> how did we play this? Yeah, no,
1: for sure. Uh, That's probably why I'm, my weapon of choice when I played Goldeneye was the remote mines. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So would you would you definitely say that eight was high on your guys' pantheon of games because of the time that you played it at, though? More than likely. Um, I
1: I started with seven and eight came out, what year did 8 come out? Like, 99? 99. I was just hitting, like, the end of middle school the start of junior high. So, it...
0: I was 7. I
1: I had (laughs) already played through a bunch of different consoles, the NES, the Super Nintendo, the Sega, the 64, all that shit. Okay. I I just, maybe it was my emo phase at that point in time that really connected me with, like, some of the characters (laughs) from 8 that made me, like really dig it, and it just
2: stuck with me. Right? So you, you played a lot of games before that, but you didn't really get into RPGs and JRPGs until 7?
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. And, and with me, like I had friends who really loved Final Fantasy 7, but I never had that game or anything. Well, my brother come to visit one time and gave my dad this game, and my dad's like, well, I don't really play these types of games, but maybe your little brother will like it. And he hands it to me, and it was Final Fantasy 8. And mm-hmm. I, bu- I believe it was, this might have been a little, maybe I, I might have been like 10 or 11 by the time that I got this, because I believe it was the greatest hits case that I had. Okay. But I dove in and started playing it, and you know, all of my friends at the time, oh, I say all of them, it was like my buddy and his older brother, um, they really enjoyed Final Fantasy like I did, and we all started playing 11 um, the MMO way back in the day so I, at the time I was like give me all the Final Fantasy I can get but my first experience with it was eight so I feel like I hold that higher than the rest for a nostalgia purpose because it's like I got it from my brother and you know played it with my dad so I think I, I hold it nearer to my heart because of those reasons that's awesome
2: I think we all have games like that and it it depends on where you're at in your life the the bonds you had uh, with other people as well. Like, I mean, that was me and my brother. We played six, well, three at the time. Uh, You know, it had a two-player mode. So, like, that one really stuck in my mind as something that was special at the time. Um, And and those feelings don't go away. They just, I guess, like yourself, you finally did beat it, and you you started to say, okay, well, maybe... I was looking at Rose colored Glasses just a little bit, because Persona 5, obviously, it does everything better because it's a new game.
0: Yeah, yeah, a new game, newer engine cleaner yeah totally i i completely agree with that like i still love it but now with the total package of knowing everything that happens in it i can admit that it's not the greatest game ever um
2: that's good, so you finally came to it, the realization on your own that you didn't just listen to me say it over and over. He's like, you finally realized it. Final Fantasy fucker, ain't fucking fucker. stocks. <laughs>
1: that's
2: like the person who says my favorite is Final Fantasy is 13, but they haven't played any other ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: those, those are probably the people who like it.
1: I like the last airbender of the movie. <laughs>
0: the live action?
1: Oh yeah, that, that was my favorite. <laughs> dude, dude.
0: I just had a girl today tell me that you need to watch Avatar, and I clarified. I'm like, do you mean the show? She's like, yeah, it's on Netflix now. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I've been meaning to watch that. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> I, she didn't mean
2: James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> 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 she
0: didn't mean lo- the right? She, she, she the uh... Oh, Oh, you guys mean Fern Gully? Are you talking about Fern Gully? Because <laughs> 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 that movie's pretty much Fern Gully. <laughs> that movie's messed up, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, all right, so I have a little thing prepared for you here, Mr. James. Oh, Lord, I'm not prepared, but go ahead. I have a list of... Well, okay, so I made a list of the JRPGs that we have on our on our entire list, but I took out the, the little like uh, RPG maker ones that I didn't think that you would know about too much. I don't know how big of a PC gamer you are, so... Zero. Yeah, so I <laughs> I, I, I didn't think that you would really know much about those, but... I'm going to run through, I'm going to name a game and you can just either give us one word, or, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind, or if you've played it, you can give us, uh, maybe like a little bit of like what look what to look forward to that type of thing. Okay. I will do my
2: best quick. This is the quick fire round.
0: Yeah. And, and if, <laughs> and if you've never played it, you can just say, haven't played it. Okay. I, I hope it's not a lot of those answers. <laughs> it, it, it might be, but we'll <laughs> see.
3: It's
1: going to be like all of them. <laughs> Pass.
0: Pass. <that laughs> all right. So, up first, we have Dot Hack GU Last Recode. Oh gosh, the PS2
2: ones I never got. There was a couple of those, wasn't there? Yeah, they were uh, re-released on Steam as like one long game. I just I felt like those looked like garbage and I didn't want to play
0: them. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So that'll 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 be fun when we get to that one. All right. Number two is uh maybe I'll, hopefully I I'll pronounced this right. These are in alphabetical order. Okay. At- At- Atelia Riza. Atelier Yes. Atelier. You know I
2: played Ryza, boy. Come on. Yeah. I, yeah, I know that. That's why I was like,
0: I know he'll have something more to say about this one. So-, so
2: I am old school. I've played all of them back to the PS3. I didn't play the old, old Japanese ones. I love the Atelier series. And Riza took everything that those games ever tried to do and did it perfectly. Um thick thighs save lives. That's that's all you need to remember for that one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now, is, a, is it like a
0: crafting JRPG type? Yeah, they,
2: a- they absolutely emphasize uh, alchemy, more so in the other ones than this one, but you definitely have to uh, gather ingredients, take them back to your atelier, put them in the old cauldron, and, and mix them up in order to get better weapons, items used in battle, but that also increases your rank, which allows more things to happen, story elements, that type of deal. It used to be you were on this crazy deadline, like, you had a year or three years in order to get all this done, or your shop was going to close and it was game over. They got rid of that one, thank goodness, and Raza. And
0: okay, because I was going to ask you about that, because I've read <laughs> up on the series, and I remember that deadline kind of turned me off of it. I'm like, well, I don't want to have to rush through. Yeah,
2: uh, like, going back to Rorona on the on PS3 was the first one I played, and it was I did okay, but, like, Totoro, the second one, I failed. Like, it was game over. I, I didn't meet the deadline, didn't say anything. Didn't even come close to beating that one. It was it was rough. So thank goodness they got rid of that. That was really dumb. Oh well, cool. I'm I'm um, looking forward to that. Yeah, um, definitely. Right.
0: The, the battle system is one of the best parts of it too. You'll really enjoy it. Uh, I I have a feeling there's another game on this list that you were going to say that about. We'll get to um, <laughs> n- number three, Breath of Fire Four. Okay, I didn't
2: play the Breath of Fires. So I think two was the last one I played. I own four, but I haven't
0: actually. Uh, played it i i picked this up strictly because i've heard that it is one of the best um bit graphics like 16 bit graphics and things it might even been 32 bit back then but they said, as far as being the that retro style look. Now, obviously, I'm sure it's been beaten out now by like Octopath Traveler and things like that. But for its mm-hmm. time, I heard it looked really good, so I'm kind of interested in checking it out.
2: Yeah, I think I think all of them have Ryu as a character in there, and he turns into a dragon. I think four was on PlayStation One, so yeah, you'd probably be right with 32. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they are in high regards as as a very top notch series and just one that disappeared.
0: Well, Alright, uh, next up you got Cosmic Star Heroine. Have you played this yet? <laughs> no, have you? Um, I've played a little bit of it. I got it on the recommendation that it was supposed to be a lot like Chrono Trigger, and so far from what I've played of it, it does not remind me of Chrono Trigger in any way other than you can see the enemies on the map? <laughs> I would not have described it
2: that way based on what I know. I th- I've seen it on super cheap sale, and I've meant to pick it up a few times and just have them, But there, there is only one Chrono Trigger. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. It's the greatest of all time for a reason. <laughs> um, all right. Disgaea 5. I'm not a Disgaea guy. I don't like strategy ones. Um, no. I fail miserably at them, so I don't like them. They're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now uh, we're going to run through some Final Fantasies. Um, okay. Final Fantasy III, like the uh, real three On DS, uh, excellent uh, version of an old-school JRPG. Very simplistic. Uh, I definitely recommend the DS version as they kind of redid the graphics and did it in a modern style. Very, yeah. very much like one... But with good DS graphics, highly recommend it. Yeah, I believe that that's the uh, the PC port uh, that I have is the DS
0: version. I, I'm sure it is. With the it's got cutscenes and everything. It's nice. So uh, just because of the way the listing is and uh, the way letters work, the next one up is Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> <laughs> high 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 regards
2: for the uh, the nine the throwback to the classic style. Um, love the characters in that. The art style just Oh man, I think it's it's beautiful. It's the best that the PlayStation could do in terms of graphics. Uh, made a seven and eight look like poo. And oh yeah, <laughs> it, it it really did totally. Uh, and the music, the the music. I, I don't know if I told you this in one of my podcasts. I used to listen to that soundtrack going to sleep every night back in college. It was it's just it's wonderful.
1: The soundtrack for nine was awesome.
0: It's funny cuz I used to listen to the soundtrack from the movie Queen of the Damned to go to sleep. Just to show the difference in our, our musical taste when we're going to sleep. That, <laughs> you that <and> is are. <laughs> We're
2: about as different as they can come, but we're still the same. <laughs> yes. Yes, much much love my brother. Now, okay.
0: So, Final Fantasy 5.
2: 5 was it was good. It's so weird because I played, you know, the, the DS play version of 3. Which five actually has like worse graphics than it because it's it hasn't been touched up at all. Um, I didn't love it, but there wasn't anything wrong with it either. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't think it was as good as four, which came before it. That's that's the worst you know the worst I could say about it. All
0: right, now you you touched on this one a little earlier. This Final Fantasy six, hit us with it. <laughs> oh God. the second best
2: game of all time, in my opinion. That dark story. I mean, good grief! The world is destroyed. (laughs) You lose your your giant party of ultra powerful people cannot stop the fall, but yet they still get back together and end up going against one of the all time, if not the best, bad guys of all time in Kafka. Uh, airships yeah. magic espers magitech armor uh, it had absolutely everything the graphical style uh, it's it's called steampunk I never really quite latched onto that I just felt like it was a medieval meets the industrial Revolution. Um yeah I guess it has those things to it but uh, I was never a steampunk guy so I didn't really <laughs> think it was that yeah. um, but yeah, I-, I get you I couldn't I couldn't think of a better old school and there's been talks of remaking that one and I would actually
0: not like to see that, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I uh I think that some, some classics should be left to lie, you know. We discussed that on one of your episodes of your show, the GRPG Report.
2: Yeah, I think they've got enough things to, to remake. Not not let's not
0: touch the Sacred cows. Now we uh we pretty much know how everybody feels about Final Fantasy Seven and then eight, so I won't bug you with those. Um, and you said you did like 12's battle system, so I'll skip over that too. So okay. let's go to 15, because I'm not even going to bring up 13, and we made that very clear. So how did you feel about 15? Oh, 15. So
2: I want to play it again in Royal Edition. I have heard that it is better. The problem is we waited God knows how long, what, 10 years, 8 years, a long, long time from... 13 to 15 quotes, 14's online. So we get yeah. a broken game when it comes out, and that's the game that I played.
0: Oh, see, I waited a little bit, so you, I didn't
2: have that. Yeah, you got lucky. Um, <laughs> it was much better, but yet it had just enough elements to make me play. I played all the way through, and it's beautiful. Um, you warping around the screen doesn't feel like Final Fantasy. Um, some yeah, soul- I always... That was kind of strange when I first did that. Yeah, it's got way too much action for its own good. That's just... It pulls you right out of it. I mean, I don't need it to be turn-based, but I don't need it to be as quick as, like you said, Devil May Cry or something. Just, it was ridiculous. It but, reminded me of like Final Fantasy's version of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Like, that's not my battle system. That's not what we wanted. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the parts that I really enjoyed was like... I don't know, there's only a handful. The one like where you go down the caves and there's all the goblins running around the particle effects with the fire it's like those parts felt right but then you're pushing your car along the side of the highway, and that doesn't feel right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you run out of gas and you're like oh shit <laughs> oh not again and then you're yeah. you know you don't level up until the end of the day when you're camping and you boost your stats and it's the bromance thing i mean there's there's no towns, the main town you don't even get to explore. There was so much wrong with it that it's hard to love it. It really is.
0: It, it it did seem strange to me that there was like one big city and then other than that, like once you hit a certain point, you're basically just running through like industrial type areas and other than that there's really not much to it. I haven't beaten it, but I have the whatever the special edition is or whatever on Steam, so I'm looking forward to playing some of the DLC. But uh, I'm going to go into it, you know, with expecting it to be just all right.
2: Yeah, that's. I think that's a fair one. You probably didn't pay full price for it either,
0: did you? No, it's yeah. very rare that I pay full price for a game on PC because it's like I look on Steam and I scroll through sales. I don't even look at new games or anything. I always just go to the sale page. You're you're a smart man. I think that has a lot <laughs> to do with a
2: lot of things. Is when you are an early adopter, when you buy things day one and you pay full price, you have certain expectations. And when those are not met, it hurts. It really does.
0: It it doesn't make you feel good at all. I did. Uh, I did get Trials of Mana day one, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna combine the next two together as as just a one answer because I know that you really dig them, and I want to know. So Grandia and Grandia Two. Oh man, but you're not going to talk about Grandia three, okay? That's fine. Well, we don't have. I don't have Grandia three. So. I don't think. Yeah,
2: it's not on Steam. I don't think is it. Uh, no, it's no. not, Or else that, I would have snagged it. That's a shame. It's only on PlayStation two. Um, Grandia is, and this is no Chrono Triggers right there too. I think it's actually maybe one of the best battle systems ever in a JRPG. The that bar that goes along at all times, and you, it, your battle order is constantly changing. You can cancel things so easily. Enemies can cancel you. You could be going in a normal fight and lose in an instant, or you can dominate. Depends on how smart you are. And I, I appreciate systems like that that reward you with just epic tales of, of you know world grandeur and, and this overarching <laughs> evil that's impending. But yeah, totally. it's all about the battle system and the music. I always, I just felt like those games were really, really complete experiences,
0: and we really need another one. <laughs> Yeah, I I have read nothing about good things about Grandia and Grandia Two. Um, I I've w- I even watched like when I saw that they were on sale, and I think I might have snagged those off Gog, um, and have them on Gog. I don't really remember. I'd have to look because it's been so long. But um, <laughs> I, I watched um on YouTube. There's a guy. that's a uh, Super Derek, I think is his name. Yeah, Super Derek G. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I watched his little reviews on Grandia, and they looked really
2: fun. yeah yeah. those were a really good port the only thing i hated those was i had to pick them up digital and i'm a physical collector and now limited run is going to put out a physical edition of it of course of course now that you already own it (laughs) yeah i've owned it for a year so now it comes out
0: that's how i felt (laughs) when i finally bought a switch and then like two months later they're like oh hey this new switch that's better is coming out and i'm like son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) well the the switch the light no the they they released like they, they. I don't know. They just did something where it's like the battery lasts longer. And oh, everything, just, yeah. There's just a new model,
2: basically. Yeah, fixed. yeah. So I they, didn't fix the joy- the <laughs> they didn't fix the joy. They didn't fix the Joy Cons,
0: but hey, you know, here he goes. The bird system. <laughs> uh, man, Ryan, I feel kind of bad. I didn't send you this list too, so you could like read off some of these because I know you're kind just...
1: of know any of these games anyway. So <laughs> um,
0: the next, the next ones I have lined up together, uh, I'm gonna combine into one. Um, because I, I'm not sure how familiar you are with this series, James, but uh, okay. the Hyper Dimension, the Neptunia series.
1: Oh, oh, I know this one.
0: You probably know more than I do, Ryan. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Ryan's experience with this is the, uh, the the second game we ever covered, which was uh, the Action Unleashed version, which was like more of an action game than the original Neptunia series is.
2: I, it was a I, slash I, which was fun. <laughs> it's funny because I listened to you guys uh, that podcast and I kept thinking like that's I, I would not have as much fun with that one. i I, I am turn based by, by standard. I love that battle system the best. And I did play the one on Vita. Um I've got a Rebirth. few hours. Probably. Um It's it's good. Like it's quirky. Like I, I enjoy the humor of it more than anything else, and then the system was pretty pretty fun i just i think about that time is when uh we were moving and i ended up losing my vita for a while
3: <laughs> Ooh,
2: yeah i yeah, only, only recently found it again so maybe one of these days i'll pick it back up but
0: um i know the uh, the original three uh came out on ps3 and people kind of were like meh they're all right but they were very niche and then they released the remakes the rebirth is what they called it the series for one two and three for vita and those are much better and those are the ones that got ported to pc Okay, I think that's what I've got. Yeah, and and I was telling Ryan that yeah, what just be ready because once we get to those, they're turn based. It's completely different than the the hack and slash game. <laughs> it's
2: turn based, but it's got the like the little fields that you, of attack that you can get into and move around. And I thought I, I thought it was a good battle system. I really did.
0: All right. So next up is a uh, one that I don't know if any of us know what it is. Uh, Moro Chronicle. Oh, <laughs> I do only because I've covered it for the
2: podcast. Um it's a bit adult, I believe. Is I, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, is this is this one of the
0: more adult games that's on there? Yeah,
2: it's I there was I couldn't share many images. Uh, <laughs> let's put it that way. It it okay. it looks it's, it doesn't look bad by any stretch, but yeah, it has got some mature
0: things. It's coming for the Switch, or it is on the Switch right now. Yeah, the, uh, I uh, I know that I uh, I actually removed a game from our list that I didn't want to have to make Ryan play. Just because uh, hoon- Hoonie Pop, okay, <laughs> which I I didn't want to do that to him because I I didn't want like his old you know, his girl to walk in and be like the fuck are you playing and
1: why are there
0: why are you playing a match three game to see naked women what are you doing.
1: That would probably be my reaction. Like, I, I knew,
0: as soon as, there's a couple games on this list that I knew, that as soon as I'm like, alright, this is the game we're playing, I'm gonna get a message. Like, Dalton, what the
1: fuck? I was just over here internally thinking, I was like, what do they mean by mature thieves? Is it nudity, or is it, like, graphic violence? Because we already played uh, The Warp's Party. No,
0: this is nudity. No. This is naked anime girls, man. Naked very, anime girls. Yeah,
2: very <laughs> uh, not often at all. If ever, do you get a whole lot of violent, violent stuff in in the JRPGs? It's more of the, it's fine in Japan nudity, but oh no, can't have it in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny you, um, that you mentioned that game. I don't. You guys know Shadow Elite um, does YouTube stuff. He's a big JRPG um, no. guy. No, but I'm gonna have to look him up because I <laughs> yeah. love all things JRPG. Yeah, definitely give him a listen. He's on another podcast, and they ask that question. It's like, "What game, you know, would would you be embarrassed to play in front of somebody?" And He's played a bunch of them. He's a big anime type of guy, and that was the one game that he mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I didn't even know what was going on. It was so weird.
3: <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> All right, um, Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch, the original, the best. I I say that's actually the best PlayStation Three game on the system. Uh, really, stu- I in my opinion, and it's funny because it does have "quote unquote" Pokemon elements to it with the monster battling, which don't you know, I despise. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I not love Pokemon. I am not well they they did it good because you've got three party members and each one has their uh, fam- familiar. So, uh, that's who they fight with, but so you still control your members. While the ones are are auto battling, so it doesn't just you're not just throwing a one monster out there to fight a bunch of people. It's got a lot of strategy to it. But Studio Ghibli fully embraced that game, and it's like watching an anime at times. It pulls on your heartstrings, it it pulls you into this world. It just doesn't let go until the ending credits. And that's I can probably I think i platinum like eight games, just not very many at all. That's one of them. And it took me about 200 hours to do cuz I just loved it so much. Ooh, wow. <laughs> it's you get 98% of the platinum in about 100. <laughs> and then you got to do this one stupid thing with like crazy low percentages of doing it and it takes
0: you forever, but I just I had to have it. Yeah, man, there's certain games like I told uh, I told Ryan that I'd really like a platinum platinum uh arkham asylum at some point because i really liked that game it, it won't take me near as long as 200 hours my goodness but <laughs> i um, mean
2: the game takes you 100 to beat anyway that's just that's the genre that i enjoy so I, it's not yeah that's true nothing. um so, so so how do you feel about nino cooney 2 uh, i mean it's when you love a game i think so much no matter what that sequel does it has to top that so if it falls short, and especially if it changes it, it went to much more of an action RPG system without uh, much, you know, they got the Higgledies in there that kind of help you, but it focused on the characters and their action. A lot of people actually liked that. I did not. Um, they did not have a direct involvement from Studio Ghibli. It was rather just some people who had worked with the first game. Yeah. And you could tell the difference. Uh, graphically, obviously, a new system. It looked better, but it didn't feel better and they took a long game had about a 20-hour game of story added a bunch of crap in there to make it longer with the town building and the the big army mock battle things it it was a train wreck like (laughs) none of it really pulled you into anything i beat it just because but i had no desire to go back
0: and play that game ever again I got you, yeah. So, my first experience with Nino No Kuni was the second one on PS4, and I played some of it. I didn't never get any very far in it, but I was like, oh, this game's pretty cool. I'll come back to it when I'm done with Persona, and never did. But <laughs> um, now that I've got both of them on PC, I, I have read everywhere that I need to play the first one to really enjoy it, and then, but I read, play the second one before you play the first one. That way you don't judge the second one by the first
2: one absolutely and they don't really they've got a few little nods to each other but you don't have to play the first one to to play the second one unfortunately
0: i got you all right so i'm gonna skip over a couple because i'm now that i'm looking at them i'm not exactly sure that they're jrpgs but um, (laughs) so is
2: the legend of zelda in there
0: (laughs) no no it was a it was actually near
2: automata it is but i i've got i own it but i haven't played it yet I got you. Um, Persona Four Golden, the Golden, right? Um, Which f- fucking hooray <laughs> for being on Steam! Yay! You've got. I mean, I like I said, I assumed that you were going to just bump that one up the list and play it immediately. But I respect, I, want, I wanted, to. I,
0: wanted I res- to.
2: I respect you for not uh, manipulating the uh, the randomizer. Uh, <laughs> so I'm old yeah, school. It- I played Persona Four when it came out on PlayStation Two. Loved every minute of it. Bought a Vita to play Golden. Because, well, I mean, the Vita is just a JRPG dreamscape. It's it's got everything. But that game, the best selling game on Vita, that's really all you need to know about how good that game
0: is. That was uh, the whole reason <laughs> I wanted a Vita. I wanted a Vita just so I could play Persona Four Golden.
2: Yeah, you need it. I, they they definitely did good on the the PC port. I'll, I'll probably end up getting it a third time. But <laughs> <laughs> I I liked Elements of Three better, and I, ultimately Five is is a better overall game but some of the things they do in four are just uh, so well done um I, I really couldn't say much more about this it. It, it is a top
0: top tier jrpg all right um have you played so the next two on the list have you played the record record of agarest war Any uh, of those games
2: another one that sits on my shelf and i haven't uh oh. can't play them all you know
0: yeah i i got them and haven't haven't loaded them up which is what I've done with a lot of these, is, you know, grab them when they're on sale and yeah. never touch them. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think I got it for a couple of bucks in a bin
2: one day. And I'm, I, you know, like I said, I'm a collector, so I will threw it in the collection. Um,
0: S- Saga Sa- Scarlet Grace, I believe it's called. Have you heard of this one?
2: Yeah, I, I haven't played uh, any of those actually. There's a couple of them, but I know, haven't. No? Uh, it looks cool because it looks kind of like old school uh, Final Fantasy three. So. It looked like something right on my alley. Uh, same artisan and everything, but not, obviously not the the story elements.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know this next one. You're gonna, you're gonna have something to say about um, the remake of Secret of Mana. Oh God, why, why? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, GameStop because... thought they had a cash cow, didn't they? Uh. Yeah.
0: It, <laughs> I remember. I was so excited. I was like, man, I always heard good things about Secret of Mana. I'm going to play this. And I got it on PS4. I was like, oh, what the fuck? What, why? What is this? And it, I got it on PC just because it was stupid cheap and it just added to the list of games to play. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. Give me your thoughts. So
2: Sigurd of Mana, all time, one of my favorites, uh, it's, it's good because it just goes in that world and there's no cheesy voice acting like in the remake, so you don't have to deal with that, uh, but Mana was so special because it had three player multiplayer, so you and your buddy or your brother could play that game, I, AI would control the other one, and you, you you went into this awesome world, and so they make this remake, and I knew from the, the first time I saw that game, and then I heard the voice acting, I was like, nope, hard pass, not even, go- <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that, they are not getting one penny from me for doing this to this
0: game, hard no, bud. <laughs> <laughs> hard, hard no. All right, yeah, I, I figured that was going to be your reaction to it, but I wanted to ask anyway. Um, How dare they? That's what <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you for too long, so I'm going to shorten this up a little bit. Um, I got three more games because I can't really combine them into one, and then I have a series that I can combine into one. So the first okay. tales of B- tales of Basaria. Berseria is excellent. Uh, it came after Tales of
2: Zest Area, which I didn't actually love. I, again, one of those ones I played through till the end because I've played most of the Tales games. Berseria right righted all the wrongs of the previous one. Still had all the modern graphics and storytelling, but um, went back to a little bit more of the mechanics that made those games so good. Not quite all the way back to like Vesperia or any of those you know more classic styles. A lot of people actually didn't like this one. But then a lot of people liked Zestaria, so I can't... It's hard to necessarily understand what some people are thinking. Um, The best thing I can say about Berseria is it's nearly almost always on sale. It went to Greatest Hits, so it's 20 bucks even brand new right now. And that's not bad at all. No, it is worth every penny. It's a good, good long action RPG. It's got a really funny cast of characters in it. Uh, Unfortunately, it does wrap up the story. Arc that was told from the previous game, so some of the things would make more sense if you had played both of those. But I, I think, it's, yeah, it definitely stands on its own as as one of the better Tales games, in my opinion. All right. Well, then after that, we got Symphonia. Tales of Symphonia. Okay, so that's where I come into the Tales games at for the GameCube when it originally came out. I hadn't even hadn't even heard of Tales of before that. Um, a lot of I don't think a many lot of people the- had. Well, it was definitely one of those ones that on the PlayStation, it, it saw limited amounts come out for it. So, I don't think I even saw the game in in stores. To be quite honest, uh, you know, maybe people in larger cities might have. But growing up in smaller towns, that's not something I got exposed to. But Symphonia came in. and It's like it's it's so funny because if you go back and look at it now, it is slow. Like it is a very exactly. very slow battle action battle system. You, you're waiting around for quite a bit. Um, but it's got a really good story. The characters are well done. The art style is very classic, you know, GameCube, PS2 era, whatever you do, do not play the sequel, Dawn the new world, <laughs> uh, that came out for the Wii and it should have never even saw the light of day. Uh, I feel like that
0: tends to happen a lot with JRPGs. Like, they release a really good one, and they want to cash in on it. Like, uh, what is that, Final Fantasy IV, The After Years? I've heard mixed things about that, and it's like, was it really needed? No. 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 This was much the same way. They took
2: the cast and, like, had each one of them be a cameo in it for a minute, but the two main characters that they, they brought into it were just awful. And you end up... Your party, usually in Tales games, you have a party of like eight people to choose from. In the new one, you had two, and then you made monsters into the rest of your team. It was just dumb. They should have never done that one. (laughs) Well, that leaves with the final Tales game on our list, which is Vesperia. Vesperia, I did not experience when it first came out, because I didn't have a 360, and it wasn't until just recently that I got to experience, and I have long heard that it's the best. It's hard for me to disagree with them after finally playing it now. Um, I it, For me, it's between that and Abyss. But they do a lot of things right with this one. And it's so good that I bought it when it first came out on the Switch. And I just picked it up again for the PS4 so I can play it again. Uh, it's probably the best example of a great story, battle system, conclusion. All those things wrapped up into... Uh, Got enough of the old school, but still enough of the new stuff, and then this definitive edition of it definitely ups the graphics and it gives you all the stuff that you wanted.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I never got a chance to play it until it came out for Switch and PC and all that, and I remember when I bought it, I took a picture of the loading screen for it and sent it to my buddy Nathan, and Nathan was like, Oh, I lost 300 hours of my life to that game. Have fun. (laughs) I didn't No, I didn't do that. I don't,
2: I don't see how you would have put that much time into it unless you played it multiple times, but I think he did that
0: in like crafting and running around and leveling up. I don't know. There's no Mm -hmm. telling. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Oh, actually, you know, I'm going to cover this one before we go into the wrap up Uh, trials trials of mana. Have you played the remake? Did you get a chance to play it yet?
2: Not yet. I keep nearly pulling the trigger on it and I just can't do it quite yet I know you hold that one in pretty high regards and I I played like five hours of the demo I enjoyed it greatly like I really want to pick it up I just I've been kind of holding off right now probably not till after Cold Steel 4 I wrap up with that then I
0: would probably uh, pick up Mana did you ever get a chance to play it yet so I played some of the demo and then I played maybe an hour maybe two hours after where the demo had left off. And then mm-hmm. I started this show and haven't touched it since. Well, what excuse <laughs> do you
2: have? Good grief. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, y- you gave me a great lead in because speaking of trails of cold steel 4, the final thing I want to ask you about is the legend, of Heroes series. Oh man. So I got in the,
2: I came in the door on cold steel. I had not played the trails in the sky series beforehand. And of course there's uh, two other ones. They call them the Crossbell Saga. Those have not been localized, so yeah, I they're Japan. Japan only. Japan so for now. They just came out with them again on PS4, so there are hopes that we'll get that one finally so I can complete. So you're that'd be sweet. You're you're in total. You're talking about a nine game arc that we <laughs> have only got a handful of them. So I played Cold Steel one, two, and three, and I'm now going through and I'm playing uh, Trails in the Sky, the first chapter at this moment. I sh- I wish I could have played them in order. <laughs> I, I and I would now that I'm doing it I would recommend that if possible, but don't not play any of the games. Definitely if you're going to start, do Cold Steel 1, 2, and 3. Don't just get a Switch and pick up Part 3. I think I think that's a mistake. It's better than nothing, but it is certainly a series that you want to play in order as that story. Uh, I've said it a couple of times. It's a snowball and it keeps going downhill and getting bigger and bigger and crazier the the endings to these games will just leave you screaming <laughs> and <laughs> you're lucky now people who would play cold steel right now here on the floor and play them don't have to wait in between series that's all i'm going to say is the endings to these games the wait was excruciating <laughs> i i but i could not give a better example of a fantastic turn based battle system great characters um there's a lot of reading so if you don't like to read and if you are a little if you you know i think we're so spoiled with final fantasy 7 remake and everything is voice acted the world yeah. does it does the world does not work like this okay <laughs> <laughs> there is too much text in that game but um, for the most part the voice acting is phenomenal in these ones and uh like i said you all these characters there's so many characters so after all this nine games, uh, the 10th game is being made in Japan to be made soon. And the active roster is going to be about 50 people to choose from. Jesus
1: that's what's up, what's up.
2: Yeah. So in a <laughs> short of Sukaden, I mean, you do not get parties that size, uh, or a chrono cross, you know, th- there's very, very rare that you're, you're dealing with things like that level, but that's how yeah, many, those are the worlds that are combining and they're, the new one's it's basically you know be called like the end game of the avengers that the, all these people are coming <laughs> together and even in part 4 we're getting we're getting a good taste of that but um yeah don't if you are any sort of jRPG fan if you not played the cold steel go on a steam and get the <laughs> trails in the sky first but yeah, then totally. if you if you've only got a ps4 then cold steel is your is
0: your boy don't
2: don't miss on that
0: one now, and I, I know that uh you started Trails in the Sky when I kind of had messaged you and we were talking about it and I was like, dude, I'm really enjoying this game. Like it there there's something I, I don't know if it's campy or homey about it, the <laughs> graphics and the way it looks, but like when I'm playing that game, I'm just in a good fucking mood, man. Like it just makes me happy. And I told Ryan when we started this show, if I had one trump card for this entire thing, like one thing that I can be like no, we 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 have to play that in order is if we have a Legend of Heroes game come up in the in the the cycle then I want to do that but I want to play those in order. Like yeah. if that's the only series that we play in order on this show, I want it to be that because I know the story continues throughout the entire series.
2: Yeah, that would really suck if you got picked like second chapter and had to play it first. That would be all. Yeah. Oh, that'd be stupid. No, don't do
0: that to yourself. <laughs> so, like, that's that's the one the one thing on the show that when we pull Legend of Heroes, I want to play them in order. Other than that, throw you you know throw Serious Sam four at me before we play three <laughs> and two. Like th- those types of games don't really matter as far as storyline continuancy. But they
2: really don't. But I, I agree with what you're saying on Trails in the Sky. I've not enjoyed uh yeah because it is it's kind of like playing a a pretty playstation one game um yeah basically uh, on steam like it looks so good that enhanced direct eight version of it looks really really good they cleaned up a lot uh, originally like it came on the on the vita and it, it looks good but it definitely showed its age quite a bit um there's no voice acting in it so it's all all texty. but yeah it's just it's that familiar like Going home to mamas and that home cooked meal type of feel in a video game. I don't know yeah. how else to describe it. It is so well done, and uh, I'm getting near the end of it. So hopefully, I will. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get through these three before uh,
0: Colts. Still, I don't know at this point. It's not looking good. <laughs> well, uh, that pretty much that pretty much covers what I had, man. I mean, the other the other games I have is the Ease series, and I know you're not super familiar with Ease from our conversations. Old oh, wise. Yeah. I don't know those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wise.
2: Yeah.
0: I do I remember do... the first
2: time I saw that in the video store is like, wh- why is it? Why apostrophe S? What? Well, that's a dumb name for a game.
0: Oh, yeah. I was. I was always like, even when I ordered ease eight, I'm like, how the hell is it? Wise. Is it ease? Is it? Yes. Is, is it some sort of dialect? I don't understand. Like what is. Yes. All the
2: above. <laughs> I do plan to pick up Ease 8 at some point. I've you've told me enough about that one. It is it is on my list. It'll be there one day.
0: Oh yeah, dude. It's totally, totally awesome. Um well, I guess before we wrap things up, there's one thing that I have left to do. And James, if you will just uh sit with us here for a second, we have to draw the winner of our giveaway. Ooh, exciting. So let me have Steamy run some numbers here. Steamy What's up,
2: buddy? Steamy sounds sick. I don't know, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. Then, then
0: fuck it. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to have to work on him. But he did give me a number, and that number tells me that our winner for our giveaway of Extinction is Sean McIntosh. All right, buddy. So... You know, get with us on uh, Facebook or Twitter, or I guess I can DM you since we're friends on Facebook and I can get that over to you. Congratulations, Sean! Yes, congratulations, <laughs> you win a new car! <laughs> just kidding, just a video game code, but still. It'll be fun. And um, we need, so, Steamy's not feeling great, so I'm just going to have him show me what number we need. And it looks like the next number for our next game is going to be 490. So let me bring up the list and see what that is. And 490 seems to be the Talos Principle. The The Talos Principle.
1: I have no idea what it is.
0: I've heard of this, but I don't know. I can tell you guys a little bit about it. It is, uh, it was made by Crow Team, the the guys that are behind Serious Sam. Um, this is a graphically gorgeous game, and on Steam, you know, on Steam it usually has like two different spots. It'll be like, uh, recent reviews and overall reviews. This only has one. Oh, for 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 both of them. (laughs) Like it has recent reviews, and all reviews are both overwhelmingly positive. And that's with so, like nineteen thousand 19, reviews; it's still overwhelmingly positive. Oh, I I thought you meant there was
2: one review for it. Oh, oh. <laughs> and it was a no, no, developer, no. and said it was overly positive. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fucking fantastic. <laughs> that's but like no. that's like when you go and review your own podcast, five stars, best ever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh my god! Oh no, 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 no! There's there's nineteen thousand two two reviews. But then you know, GameSpot gave it a nine out of ten. Eurogamer gave it a nine out of ten. Uh, Gaming Trend gave it a hundred out of a hundred. Uh, some fucking oh what? Cyclical- okay, whatever. hundred out of a hundred. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it got a five out of five from somewhere else. Like so, there's no telling. It's it's a puzzle game. That's what I do know. It's a puzzle game.
2: Okay, I um, guess uh, you can do that then.
0: And it's it's more so I think you're a robot. All I really know about it is like you're a robot, you wander around these levels and you have to solve puzzles almost like portal in a way. But without the portal gun and such. So I don't know, but it should it should be hella interesting, man. It, you know, with the reviews and stuff, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Obviously it's got something worth of uh worth merit, you know. Sounds but, like a good time. I believe that uh, we can go ahead and start wrapping this up. Um, If you want to find us on facebook.com slash the steam machine podcast or at Twitter at steam underscore podcast. See, I got it right the first time that time. (laughs) Underscore. Fuck you, Ryan. And that's, that's where you can find us. James, please let everybody know where they can find you. My good sir. Oh, that's pretty
2: easy. JRPG report on Facebook. We're on the Twitter as well and youtube putting out daily videos of shenanigans trailers uh i do my podcast to make a video version not as not as sophisticated as your guys i like this uh,
0: video stuff but you have to look <laughs> into that yeah it's a uh, it's something that ryan was like hey we should do some video with this and i was like ah i've got a face for radio but fuck it let's do it <laughs> <laughs> um and Since I know you're not going to do it, I'm going to plug it for you, too. James also has a show on YouTube called Fishwhack Show that is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I like it. It reminds me of, like, The Working Man's Good Mythical Morning.
2: That was absolutely the inspiration without the uh, pomp and start. Yeah. uh,
0: I love it. I love it. Um, I watch it every time it comes out. I listen to the JRPG Report every week and to the Sunday specials. And sometimes you might even catch me on the Sunday specials. So, you never know. Yeah, I meant um, to but, tell
2: you, I meant to ask you about that. It's been too long. You need to come back on, brother.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. We'll we'll do it soon. We'll do it soon. Um, well, I guess uh that that pretty much covers it, man. We we appreciate you coming on, Mr. James. My pleasure.
2: Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, if we were to have another game that I can bash, I'll be glad to come back on.
0: <laughs> well, maybe next time it'll be like Grundy or something, so you can come back with some some humbling kind words.
1: Oh, It'd be like, I love yeah. this game, but just for the sake of your show, fuck it. <laughs> that oh, sounds what, like something
2: I would
0: say. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or what would be great is James comes on ready to like hype up Grandy It's so good, and then me and you are like, "What a piece of shit this game!"
1: <laughs> I give this the same score as I gave Corpse Party Three. Fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh,
0: scores. Scores, uh, real quick. Final Fantasy VIII. I give it a uh, an, an eight point five. Yeah, eight point five. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we know James gives it a negative four or something. <laughs> I would. Okay, I'll be kind. I'll give it a five and a half. Sure, five. Okay, that's that's respectable. That's respectable. Well, that about does it for this episode of a Steam Machine podcast. He's Ryan, and he's Mister James, and I'm Dalton, and we'll catch you guys later. Take it easy.